it's still real to me, damn it! Welcome to the podcast. We are having a pod blast. I can't sing anymore. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Styling and Profiling with Cam and Zam. My name is Cam Porter. With me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Michael Zam Pino. Boom. And uh, we're here to talk about wrestling. Mm. Specifically, wrestling pay-per-views. More specifically, WrestleMania 4. Oh, we have boy. with us a special guest tonight, Mr. Tom King. How That's you doing, me. Tom? I'm doing well. Good. Hi, All Tom. Right. Hi, Zam. <laughs> <laughs> Call him Zam, yes. That's right. Sam. That's his name now. Uh, yeah, this... Uh, so it shall be. If you haven't heard the podcast before, we go back. We're watching all the old wrestling pay-per-views. We started with WrestleMania 1. We're working our way up. Right now we're on WrestleMania 4, which was uh, took place March 27th, 1988, at the historic Atlantic <laughs> City Convention Hall. A.K.A. Uh, Trump, Trump Plaza. Pl- Trump Plaza. Yeah. The first of several WrestleMania. Presidential Plaza. Involve our current president. <laughs> yes. Uh, which... Uh, Really sad. Although, think of how much money you could have won if you would have been there in 1988 and bet someone <laughs> that, that, that guy that that guy will be president, Jesse Ventura will be a governor, and Hulk Hogan will have a sex tape. <laughs> like, oh uh, speaking of Trump, though, I want to put this out there at the start because I know I'm sure we all wrote jokes. I'm sure we all have a lot to say about Trump. I did not. Do people okay. joke about that? Guy? I, <laughs> this is this is not a political podcast. We we'll, we might throw some stuff in there, but. This is about wrestling. That's right. Okay. Now, I definitely... That being said, fuck Trump. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, my my observations of Trump were more of of the personality traits that, that are still shining through. Yes. Uh, like how, you know, not only is it at his place, but he's got to have a front row seat. Right. And he's got to be surrounded by security the whole time so that everybody yeah. knows he's VIP. Yeah. And also, when the big name people come out at the end, he has they to have to stop shake for his camera hand. time yeah. with, with, with Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's more about just his general narcissism, yeah. not his politics. Yeah, yeah. There's, I, I, And I'll give Trump credit where credit's due. This was a great-looking arena. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It had, like, the cool this lights was, in the This was back when he was still giving money to the Democratic Party. So. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, WrestleMania four. uh... This uh, has some history we got to talk about because the whole thing around this is the uh, elimination style bracket tournament. tournament. Forgot the word tournament. Like a precursor to King of the Ring. Yeah, pretty much. Precursor to King of the Ring to crown the new undisputed WWF champion because uh, earlier on a non pay per view, the very first edition of the main event, Hogan won, or I'm sorry, Andre won the title from Hogan using a fake referee. Got the title, then immediately sold it to Ted DiBiase. Right. So Jack Tunney came out, stripped DiBiase of the title, and now vacant. they're doing vacant. So now they're doing this bracket, this tournament. I keep forgetting the word tournament. What the fuck? This tournament <laughs> to crown the new winner. And 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 we also uh, are introduced to the big gold eagle. Yeah, this is the first, the new, the, the new big style gold belt, eagle the belt. big gold belt, which is the greatest belt. The one that I knew and loved. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and they they have this one all the way up until 1998. I, I was going to say yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a good yeah. decade. Austin yeah. was the first one to have the new belt. The new yeah. yeah, which is basically the same, just the eagle's a little smaller. There's yeah. certain there's little differences, right? But yeah, his second run with Subtleties. it is when he gets the new belt. Yeah. <laughs> 
we start with uh, Gene Okerlund introducing uh, Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight, who does a rendition of America the Beautiful that is beautiful. She's, she is dressed in uh, like a sequining NASCAR jacket. Yeah, basically. yes, yes. And it's That's got exactly patches all say. over yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. She's sponsored heavily. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. She got a lot of sponsors. It's like it's like the uh, <laughs> like sixties R and B version of like the punk denim vest, yeah, with the patches on it. But this the is just vest. a nice sparkly jacket with patches all over it. I didn't, I couldn't see what any of the patches said. Me neither. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't even try. Yeah, it was <laughs> fuck it. I'm gonna go with businesses that don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just the names of her friends. It's like Sears Roebuck. <laughs> Uh, we start off, we're, uh, we're gonna, this has, god damn it, this pay-per-view Ooh. was so fucking dense. There are so many matches, and none of when them- When I first looked at it, I saw, okay, there are 16 matches. 16. Then I saw, uh, most of them are relatively short. This should be a breeze. This might be super duper fun. No. Very taxing. No. Yeah, it was taxing. <laughs> it, it, was, it was. Oh my god. The longest match- uh, is 15 minutes, and that's Rick Rude versus Jake Roberts. Yeah, and because that, that's the one where the time runs out. Yeah, that's the one where the time runs we'll out. We'll get there. Uh, yeah, everything else is, there's a couple of nine minutes in the early on, but everything else is around four minutes. Yeah. Uh, they start off with a fucking battle royale, because fuck pacing. Oh. Just uh, get I just that out of the way first. <laughs> well, real quick before that, I just wanted to say in the introductions, uh, Gorilla Monsoon is back in place of yeah. uh, Vince McMahon. Yeah. And he's wearing a jacket that at first glance I definitely thought was like a fancy tux, ja- tux jacket with strawberries on it. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, does his jacket have strawberries oh, on shit, it? Oh shit, I didn't and, notice that. And I'm pretty sure they're not. But I want to think they are, so <laughs> and, we're well, going to call yeah. call it a strawberry jacket. Strangely enough, that is exactly what I wore to prom. <laughs> strawberry tux. Strawberry tux. Were you yeah, trying to be Gorilla Monsoon? I was, yeah. Okay, good. Shaved my head. My, my date dressed up like Jesse I was going to say, do you keep calling your date Ventura? <laughs> and only one person came up and was like, are you dressed as Gorilla Monsoon from <laughs> yeah. 1988's WrestleMania 4? <laughs> it was like, Gorilla yes! Monsoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was the DJ at my prom. Yes. You know, he had to do something. What what year was your prom? Uh, 2001. Okay, so he had to do something. Was yeah. he alive? Uh, in 2001? I don't think so. Uh, Let me look. Oh, we're gonna, we're my gonna lie ass- has been exposed. Well, the one thing that we've learned so far in, the, in our seven uh, or eight episodes Two is, years off. He died in 99. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. The, the one thing that we've, we've been learning is that if you're going to place bets on whether one of these guys <laughs> is dead, money's on dead. Money's on, on dead. dead. Yeah. The only <laughs> one who's time. surprisingly still alive, which we talked about, uh, Harley during race. the Harley race, yeah, during the whatever that shit was, mm-hmm. yeah. Survivor Series. Thank that you. thing, yeah. He's just uh, too grizzled old bastard to die. <laughs> God damn. We also so, yeah. get Bob Euchre. Yep, Mr. Baseball, Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre. Uh, which he was I, re- I thought he was like. I, I liked him. He yeah. was funny. Of Bob Euchre, the celebrity guest man. He's he's, he's killed funny. It. He's charismatic. He's got this whole B plot where he's trying to find and fuck he, Vanna White. I was just gonna say like the. The entire uh, way that Vanna White is, I guess, presented in this pay-per-view is, Everybody hey, wants to fuck her. let's objectify the shit out of a girl on the game show. <laughs> yeah. 
and just real let's really be gross about yeah. it and just bob you've got a real hard on for her right even and when you they are give looking her, everywhere for her even when they give her promo time when she's talking to mean gene about the bracket it's still she's just they told her just to like do her regular thing and just point at names yep mm-hmm. just like pointing at fucking she's letters. like i've got to go with hulk <laughs> great presentation hand <laughs> yes yeah very nice they should have had the names and then like she turns it it turns over. them over yeah right, right? that would have been a lot better but yeah I'm sure they, that's probably like a patented trademark from. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, first match, we have a uh, an invitational right battle royale, which with means Keith. nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, well, who got the? Who sent out the invites? Here's here's who I got the see invitation. a copy of those invites. Here's who got the invitations: Bad News Brown, mm-hmm. the Bolsheviks, which is uh-huh. Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zukov, the Hart Foundation, the Killer Bees, Danny Davis, George Steele, Harley Race, Hillbilly Jim. The Rougeau Brothers, the Wild Stallions, Junkyard Dog, Ken Pantera, Patera, uh-huh. <laughs> Pantera. No, I still want to call yeah. them that. Said it and yeah. I didn't even Wild Stallions and Pantera. They're both in there. Yep. Ron Bass, Sam Houston, and Sika, one yep. of the headhunters. Uh, now, when, and it's what? When this starts, they bring a trophy down. Yeah. And I remembered, I think it was in 98, some network did like Secrets of Wrestling Exposed. Yeah. And one of the secrets is anytime you see a trophy, it's going to get broken. Yeah. That's the only reason. And I remember that. Oh, yeah. And then I went back and watched that. on. It's on YouTube. Yeah. And the secrets they expose, guys, you're not going to believe it. They really <laughs> busted the wrestling industry wide open. <laughs> when, when someone's taking, really taking them to task. Yeah. Huh? When someone's getting their head busted into the turnbuckle. Uh-huh. That's foam. That's foam. <laughs> Actually, no. They they broke that fourth wall by creating George, George the Animal Steel. Steel. Yeah, that would rip into. But here's it. the big one, and they they set this up as we've uh, we've discovered the truth behind one of wrestling's most popular finishing maneuvers: the leg drop. Oh god! His leg was bent, and oh. wrestling fans have been fooled again. Oh my god! <laughs> but we we discussed that even if your leg wasn't bent, yeah. even if you give them the full, <laughs> it's not gonna the fucking full force of your fucking leg across the yeah. face. It's just gonna maybe be a, like nothing. piss you off. Yeah, irritating maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you oh, well, might at the hurt. very most, the laces of the boot are gonna scratch you a little bit. No, but they're That's, on the outside, and you, they're getting the backside of your Sometimes, leg. though, if you look at Macho Man, in his later career, his boots were laced in the back. Oh, weird. There's some, yeah, there's some weird. people like weird boots. So, like, maybe you get a bloody nose, worst case scenario. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you get a tiny, like, bruise, a little redness <laughs> on your chest. That's it. So, yeah. It's not going to incapacitate Quit you. Quit faking the leg drop. <laughs> yes. Just give it to him. I do like that. The, the, yes, every time. A trophy. That's the perfect example of Chekhov's gun. If you see a trophy in wrestling, <laughs> it will it's get going broken, to be broken in the in, yes. in any act. It doesn't matter because they don't really stick to yes. tradition. Nah. Yes, well, it's going to be broken in the first act. Who gives a shit? Yep. But uh, uh, yeah, this is our first appearance of Bad News Brown. Bad News Brown. Uh, so I guess they were pushing him hard out of the gate. Yeah. Because uh, he goes all the way to the wire. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, makes it down to the end. He only wins the whole thing by Pearl Harboring Brett. Yeah. Oh, Brett and, and and this one, he actually calls it a Pearl Harbor job. job. Yeah. He gives him a Pearl oh, Harbor okay. job. A Pearl Harbor job, which he means, of gave, course, he hits him in the back. He said the words, he gave him a Pearl Harbor <laughs> job. And I thought, ooh. If you replace one word in that sentence with necklace, well, it I turns into a whole different thing. I immediately turned it into a sex act. Yeah. yeah. Do you well, know what the pearl, pearl Har- necklace? Well, no. Do you know what the pearl harbor job is? No. This is the one I've I've created. Oh. The pearl harbor job is when you sneak up from someone from behind. <laughs> God. Give them a quick reach around, <laughs> and then fucking punch them in the nuts. <laughs> 
Surprise, motherfucker. Oh, God damn it. And then say bonsai right when you punch him <laughs> in the nuts. <laughs> uh, I hate it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's we have, maneuver now. We, yes. That's my, whenever I get back into wrestling, that's my finishing move. <laughs> you could tell they were pressed for time in this match by how fast people were Dude, getting eliminated. that's what I was going to say. Like, I, we don't, I tried we to write so it down, to go over. and I missed at least four um, or five people. Yeah, okay. Hold, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, the rundown doesn't even give, like, it just says after 14 eliminations, the final six participants <laughs> were Brown, Bret Hart, Roma, Race, Jacques Rougeau, Junkyard Dog. I kept up for the first little bit. I know Sam Houston was out first, yes. then Sika, then Neidhart. Uh, then both of the Bs yeah. went out together in one of the Rougeaus, and then I lost the other Rougeau. Yeah. And then Hillbilly Jim went out. Uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty chaotic to try and squeeze a, a battle royale into, like, what was it? Ten minutes, maybe. Yeah, that's so fast. Nine wow. minutes and forty four seconds for for, yeah. for nineteen people to so get eliminated. So my my very first match was a battle royale, and I was in the ring myself for like seven minutes. <laughs> so if that was the case, I could have won this shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, also, I just saw this. I didn't know, but Bad News Brown's finishing move, which is that Inzaguri that kicked to the back of the head yes, that he yeah. hits Bret Hart with. It's traditionally called Inziguri. He called it a ghetto blaster. Yep, the ghetto blaster. And that is just... Why? It's only okay if it was his idea. Right. But we know but, it wasn't. No, yeah. it was definitely Vince it McMahon's. Was definitely Vince's idea. Hey, you know what you should call that? Uh, an, what's the real Inziguri. name? He's like, yeah. So Bad News Brown was probably like, an Inziguri? <laughs> yeah. And then McMahon was like, no. Call it a ghetto, ghetto blaster. blaster. McMahon heard ghetto blaster, didn't and then know he, what it meant, and he's like, yeah, that's, that's a wrestling move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then he told him that's what it was called, and then he jerked himself off as he walked away with pride. <laughs> he was like, I am the greatest ever. I have done it. I have done it again. I am Vince McMahon. Ugh. So that match happened. Uh, big lot of nothing. Oh, well, we get... Uh, this may have been our introduction to Bret Hart turning face. It is, yeah. After he, because Bad News because, Brown, Pearl Harbors him. Well, because it's Bad News Brown, Bret Hart, and uh, uh, Jim Duggan? Duh. No, who was, there was one more uh, good guy. Um, God damn it, <laughs> good I guy. lost it. I always do that. But anyways, so they team up on him. Junkyard Dog. Junkyard Dog, that's right. Yeah. And they eliminate him, and you're like, oh, it's two bad guys, what's going to happen? And then Bad News Brown beats up Bret Hart, wins. And then Bret Hart comes in and destroys the... Smashes the trophy. Chekhov's trophy. Yeah, and that leads to the whole Hart Foundation. Wait, is it Chekhov? What did Chek- I say? Chekhov's gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chekhov. Uh, I thought I said is... the wrong name. <laughs> Chekhov's trophy. It's, it's I mean, it works. Pavlov's, Pavlov's gun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is... <laughs> I didn't mean to make that Chekhov's gun reference because I have another Chekhov's gun reference coming up later. So... I don't know why. Just keep an eye out for that. Well, you know what? Stay tuned. I, uh, willing to bet that maybe Vince McMahon just found out about that he and might was like, have. let's do that. <laughs> People will think we're deep. Uh, <laughs> and they will be wrong. Ugh, yeah. So that so. that leads to all of the Hart Foundation. Brett and Jim need Neidhart turning babyface. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get a promo from Robin Leach who oh, yes. comes out and literally reads off of a golden scroll. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. not a book, not a pamphlet, a goddamn scroll. I bet that was Trump's idea. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, or Vince did it to impress Trump. <laughs> well, I don't know, because when fucking Euchre introduces the main event, it's definitely on a piece of yellow legal pad yes. paper. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, but Robin Leach gets a they, fucking scroll. Or So maybe that was just like on Robin Leach's yeah. writer. He's like, yeah. I don't read off paper. <laughs> Robin Leach didn't get out of bed for less than the scroll. <laughs> no, no. He got to keep that scroll. That he was, was just a toilet like, paper. He's like, two, 
Two conditions. It's on a golden scroll, and fucking Lord Alfred Hayes is not there. <laughs> yes. And I get to come out to whipsy piano music. Yes. Yeah, very yeah. much. Uh, that just plays whenever British people walk. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anytime they're moving. Yeah. Yeah. Robin Leach, of course, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, a guy that would go to famous people's homes and just suck their dicks. It was uh, the first version of Cribs. Yeah. 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 Uh, he reads the conditions of the tournament. He would just walk around and go, this guy's got 14 cars. He's a total <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> Champagne wishes and caviar dreams. And go fuck yourself, <laughs> poor people. Oh, don't you wish you were me. <laughs> All right, so then, well, second he, match. He comes out, reads all that shit, which leads us into the first match of the, the tournament. Yeah, he's he's basically introducing the tournament. Yeah, which is Ted DiBiase, with, accompanied by Virgil and Andre the Giant, uh-huh. and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Have, have we discussed on this podcast how Virgil got his name? Oh, no. Uh, so Virgil, okay, so my hero, my favorite wrestler of all time, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. His real name is Virgil Runnels. And Vince hated Dusty for the longest time uh-huh. because Dusty was making money, not for Vince. Right. He was doing his own thing. Yeah. So when they brought Virgil on, they gave him the name Virgil as an insult to Dusty. <laughs> just because they knew he sucked, I guess. Yeah. And he was just a little bitch boy for Ted DiBiase. And then when he and they ate, knew Dusty didn't like the name Virgil. I guess, yeah. And then when that guy later ends up going to WCW, they said, what are we going to name him? Yeah. Bobby Heenan said, Vincent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, so that's they his really name. Yeah. Went back. yeah. Which is also like, okay, the iconic image of Dusty Rhodes is always him in WWF with the polka dots. Yep. But... What a lot of people have said is that the polka dots were actually an insult from Vince because oh. the polka dots look stupid, and he sure. thought there's no way he could get over in polka dots. Uh, but, but he, he did. Still did because Dusty Rhodes but is the he did. best. Dusty Rhodes got over with polka dots, but Dusty Rhodes got over with a busted ass face. Every Dusty Rhodes got over with some busted ass man titties. Got, yeah, <laughs> he Dusty Rhodes, two hundred and sixty five pounds of blue eyed soul. He had a fucking. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. He had everything stacked against him. Yes, he's ugly. He's got a lisp. He's fat. He's so. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna save this for when we actually see Dusty Rhodes, but I'll talk about it now because Dusty Rhodes is my goddamn hero for those exact reasons. Because growing up as a weird fat kid. I I had no I wanted to be a wrestler but I knew I couldn't make it. And then I saw Dusty Rhodes who is this fat goofy weirdo right. becoming one of the most beloved and respected people in the business and well, it made and me especially, feel like I could do anything. Especially in today's world where like you you know you turn on television and and if you see a fat person and I challenge you listeners yeah. I challenge you watch television S- write down every time you see a fat person that's not either a the butt of the joke yes. or b part of a reality television show well it's like the old sitcom trope of the fat guy and the hot wife right yeah. you know the fat guy is always a bumbling idiot but now and wife has to fucking put up with the shit like now you're not even gonna see a fatty as a fucking extra no everyone in every scene is fucking beautiful they're all jacked it, and it uh, fucking yeah. down to the commercials man you can't even see a fucking yeah. commercial with a normal person Well, and especially it. wrestling at the time and dusty really hit his stride when he was feuding with Ric Flair. And Ric Flair back then was fucking jacked. So you had Ric Flair with the long, flowing blonde hair, fucking beefed up, and then you had Dusty Rhodes, and people still wanted Dusty. Because he was that goddamn good. Only to know that later on down the road, Ric Flair's titties would look very similar to Dusty (laughs) Rhodes. Yeah. (laughs) Which, I mean, props to Ric Flair. He kept in shape for a long time. Fucking A, man. Yeah. He could still probably kick the shit out of me. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Like, no questions asked, he could kick the shit out of me. Um, so I'm I would gonna, not yeah. try and provoke it. 
<laughs> All right, so we yeah. got Teddy Biasi. Run through a few of these kind of fast because there's so fucking many of them. Uh, Ted DiBiase versus Jim Duggan. Nothing really special happens that I saw. Oh, I, the, I wrote the, down that Andre punks Duggan and DiBiase yeah, wins. Yeah, and that's about it. Duggan did the one of the worst sunset flips I've oh ever my seen God, in my life. Yes, that was fucking. <laughs> you just kind of jumped beside him and fell and down. then just sort of you fell down. Yeah, we've seen some real sloppy ones lately. Yeah. Like uh, uh, small packages and and uh, uh, sunset flips and just. All the roll-ups that just don't work quite right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially from Jim Duggan. Uh, God love Jim Duggan, but he is not good. <laughs> no, no. He's another one that just had the stage presence. Yeah, you know? he yep. had that charisma, but he could He had an American flag, yeah. so he got he got And a two-by-four. <laughs> yeah, and, and a two-by-four. Two four. Uh, yeah, DiBiase beats Duggan with Andre the Giant's help because he punks him out, makes like he's going to hit him, and then he gets distracted, fucking distracted finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leads into a promo with uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, <laughs> who uh, at one point, Mean oh. Gene asks him where he gets his clothes, and he responds by saying, I get them at the boardwalk, which, is that a gay thing? It sounds like a gay thing to me. I don't know. Or maybe he's insinuating that it, like he gets them out of the trash. I don't know. Is there like an old like boardwalk? like? Or that's where all the fancy boutiques are? I, I don't know. The fancy uh, butt cheek showing. I've lived my whole I, life in a landlocked state. I've never. I did decide that we uh, should rename Brutus Beefcake. To? From the barber to Brutus the Butt Cheeks Beefcake. Yes. <laughs> because you can always fucking... see three quarters of each yes. butt cheek they, these tights were at least a little better than last time slightly slightly they a little just, bit less they butt looked cheek. like he got attacked by a shark uh-huh and it exposed his fishnet underneath yeah and but. they were like oh shit you wearing pantyhose under there? <laughs> <laughs> boy the you got a panty away. on your head <laughs> <laughs> and then the shark just swam away and called him a faggot yeah <laughs> <laughs> sharks um, are mean sharks are mean don't fuck with sharks shark week shark week uh, after that, we get our second match of the tournament, Dino Bravo versus Don Morocco, who's still billed as The Rock, which <laughs> still makes me mad. With Billy Graham. Yeah, superstar Billy Graham. Superstar Billy Graham. Uh, I used to get Billy Graham and Jesse Ventura mixed up. Yeah. Because for a long time, they had the same mustache. Uh-huh. And, and they both wear tie-dye. The same. Yeah. Uh, I used to always get them confused. Yeah, I also used to get confused because there was a televangelist named, named Billy, Billy Graham. Graham. Also, yeah. yeah, and I was like, "That is not the same guy." <laughs> when I was a kid, superstar Billy I Graham saw, is an entirely yeah, different dude. I like saw on TV guy like oh, the Billy Graham show, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Well, he's got his own show." That's dope. <laughs> that was dupe. You kept waiting for yeah. Billy Graham to come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just nope. some old guy. Jesus. And now I'm broke. <laughs> seed faith. You got to get that seed faith. That's right. Uh, Dino Bravo, of course, has Frenchie Martin with Frenchy him. French, um, who comes out in his weird green lab coat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this match starts off with a couple of really bad botches. At one point, yes, yeah, uh, uh, real Morocco, sloppy. Real sloppy goes to give Bravo a uh, suplex and almost drops him on his goddamn head. Well, these are the matches where you always think like, okay, these guys are both just. Fucking jack to the brim. Well, that's this. Like, this is going to be a great match. This match no, was five minutes of two huge dudes trying to throw each other into the ground as hard as possible. Yeah, and I kind of dug it. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. With uh, with the soundtrack of Jesse Ventura still talking about the lifting yes. from Royal Rumble. <laughs> we'll never escape that. Twenty goddamn minutes. God. Well, I only put about two pounds of pressure on that, so he still lifted seven ten. <laughs> Oh, I Shut hate the fuck up. God, it's, 
I hope I never have to watch that again. <laughs> yeah. I, I, how did this ending happen? So okay, I wrote down that he how he wins right. by disqualification. But so so uh, Morocco is running towards Bravo. Bravo turns, grabs the ref, pulls him in between. That's and the right. ref gets That's sandwiched. Right. Uh, and surprisingly, isn't dead. He yeah, gets nope. up like ten seconds. He gets later. up, remembers what happened. Yes, and then and disqualifies then Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. Yeah. And uh, I wrote, "This is uh, we got to see one of my favorite things that happens in wrestling, boxing, and MMA. It happens across the board, and that is when the fight's over." And someone wins, and the referee goes to raise their hand, yeah. but they're moving away, yes. and the referee just, just like, awkwardly follows uh, them, trying to grab their <laughs> It's so goddamn funny to me every fucking time. And guys, you'll notice it now, now that I've pointed yeah, it out. Yeah, I didn't out. notice it, but I'm When there, it happens, yeah. it's so motherfucking funny to watch the referee just try and, like, decide whether to keep going for it, or to <laughs> just, give it up, or yeah. to just, yeah, yeah kind of present into a point. Him. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. Present the winner. This was also interesting because after after the ref gets up, Bravo pins Morocco, and the ref. I wasn't sure what was happening. The ref. Oh yeah, this ca- is really confusing. He counts three times on, on Bravo's, Bravo's shoulders, shoulders. and then Bravo gets up, like and the he ref won. calls for the bell, like he won. But then turns out he Dino was Bravo does that goofy jumping around that he does <laughs> yes. that makes him look so weird. Ugh. Like a, a guy that big can't jump no. around and not look weird. That's why he no. got shot in the face every or at least, time. Or at, at least not jump <laughs> Sam, around with sheer joy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're like, you work for the French Canadian Mafia. <laughs> yeah, you're not you supposed to be, be that happy. Yeah. Uh, can't be prancing around here. Also, only the Canadian Mafia can smuggle cigarettes. Like, right, they don't right. like <laughs> That's not, their big fucking scheme. <laughs> Like I've talked, I, I have this story that I, I'm. <laughs> That's what they did in Goodfellas when they were teenagers. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm That's legitimately. How they this is a real thing. I'm legitimately banned from Canada for the next seven years. Uh, it's all a big story. I'm not going to go into it, but uh, I, we we had some money with us that got uh, seized by the Canadian government, uh, and they seized it under the Money Laundering and Terrorist Financing Act, which to me is hilarious because when you think of terrorism in America. It's 9-11, car bombs, death and destruction. Right. But terrorism in Canada is just forgetting the exchange rate. Because that's what <laughs> happened to us. We had too much money. We didn't declare it because oh, we thought we wow. had less than $10,000. But we had $12,000 Canadian. Wow. But it was American. And so we got busted for it. And they banned us for seven years. Wow. Did they keep yeah. all your money? No, they, they uh, charged. That. They fined us two grand. Okay. But it was two grand Canadian, so it wasn't sure. that okay. much. Yeah. So it's like five bucks. Yeah. yeah. But they told us they, they seized the money and they charged us under the Money Laundering and Terrorist Financing Act. So I'm technically a Canadian terrorist. So two grand Canadian. Or a Canadian just... money money launderer. Yeah. They thought you were yeah. fucking racketeering and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This guy's in the mob. He, he fucking probably knows Dino, eh? Hey, knows <laughs> Dino. You had any cigarettes on you there, eh? Uh, Cam Bravo. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I'd prefer Dino Porter. Guys, start calling me Dino. All right. We're changing good. the name of this podcast. Dino Porter. Dino and Zemo. <laughs> uh, you're, Barrett, you're Baron. It would still work Pino. because Dino my and Pino. Yeah. Pino. Just go for the in part of the name. <laughs> That's right. Dino and Pino. Oh, Jesus. I don't want to be Pino, though. <laughs> Unless I'm Pino Noir. Pino, Pino Noir. You know what I'm talking about? Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> Here we uh, go. Now we go into a promo. Bravo, with... We go into a promo with Bob Euchre. Talking and uh, talking to you, you. He's just talking at first oh, about yeah, Vanna right. White, but you can see Honky Tonk Man's guitar peeking in from the side, and then I think somebody told him because you see it quickly disappear. Right, and then Honky Tonk Man and and uh, then Honky Tonk walks in, and once again, 
just fucking strums that strums guitar, right. just, Open. just fucking Open willy strum. nilly, like a four year old that's fret. picked a guitar up not for the first time. Not ever. even I can't even learn a motherfucking G chord. That's yeah. like the first fucking thing anybody learn a fucking a, an E. Like an yeah. A. there's so many really easy chords that require even, like two fucking fingers. He's not even holding the fretboard. No. Like, with his fingers closed. He's just balancing it on his open palm and strumming. And strumming it. Put one finger on. This is playing guitar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's how you play guitar? That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Fucking, uh, look what I wrote. Look how big I wrote this. (laughs) I I, hate honky. It just says, I hate honky. Fucking eight exclamation marks. (laughs) I hate hate honky so much. So let's move on to the yeah, fourth so match. Yeah, so fuck his reputation as best IC champion. No, that's he just, is not the best IC the champion. Stupidest goddamn all. shit. Best IC champion is Macho Man. I think it would be Macho well, Man is best champion of anything. Of of life. Yeah, I don't remember what promo it was, but he's talking about the IC champion, and at one point he goes, he just says, "Uh, you uh ten thousand years as intercontinental champion." Oh yeah, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> that is what I want." That's the kind of hubris we need. Ten thousand years as intercontinental champion. Fucking a. Uh, okay. You don't think it was uh, Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> no. Ugh. I can't Double wait. J. I can't wait to get to him. God damn, he's uh, worse than Honky Tonk Man about the guitar shit and fucking wait, ripping off Ric Flair. Yeah, who ripped off Buddy Rogers? Well, there's, there's a chain of ripping off. In okay, no, Flair. <laughs> but Ric Flair had Flair a r- relationship gifted. with yeah, him, right? Flair was gifted the Nature Boy and all okay. that shit from Buddy Rogers. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett, Jarrett just ripped him he just, off. Is just yeah. coming in like, I'm going to take a little bit from here, a little bit from there. <laughs> and I'm J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. G-R-A-B-T-H-E-M-C-A-K-E-X. going to do a WCW gimmick in the attitude of WWF. That's my thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. It did not last long. All right, back to the 80s. Yeah. Fourth match. Fourth match. Greg, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Tiny Face Valentine. <laughs> Greg Tiny Face Valentine. Jury Duty Valentine. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> yeah. yep. Jury Duty Valentine. Greg Tiny Jury Duty Valentine. Versus Dick versus Blood. Versus Dick Blood, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Ario Steamboat. Who Ricky comes out Steve with Wagon. Baby Boat. And this this is my other Chekhov's gun reference. I little, wrote down baby boat. I wrote down that if Ricky Steamboat doesn't use Little Richie Steamboat as a weapon in the match, then that is the worst instance of <laughs> Chekhov's gun not happening. <laughs> He just chucks the baby. He hit him with yes. a steel baby. Because yes. all weapons in wrestling are steel. So, uh, that's right. That's it's a right. steel yeah, baby. Yeah. If you guys don't know, Chekhov's gun is a uh, 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 a writing process of if you introduce something, then it needs to be of purpose. The the guy Chekhov, Anton Chekhov, wrote, if you put a gun over the fireplace in the first chapter, by the third chapter it has to go off. Otherwise, it's pointless to mention the gun at all. Right. So when he brings his baby out, baby's got to do something. Sure. Otherwise, why bring the fucking baby out? Right. Use the baby as a weapon. Let right. the baby get the pin. Have the baby go up against fucking DiBiase or whoever. The referee remember. gets knocked out, and then the baby steps in as guest yes. referee. That's oh, right. that's yes. perfect. He rips off his little his little dragon gi, and he's yeah. just got a striped shirt underneath, and he just counts the pin with in. his tiny little fists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would have been great. Yes. No. Uh, but no. We saw a really bad, uh, bad swing and a miss on a crucifix here on this. Yeah. yeah, not good. It was real bad. This was, this was some sloppy shit. And fucking, they're pretty much talking about how Steamboat's like the favorite. Yeah. And uh, loses by a handful of yeah. tights right out yeah. of the gate. Uh, this is also... This but is and a, then I realized, oh shit, he's got to go get that baby to yeah, bed. Of course, yeah. That baby yeah. needs to sleep. He's like, look, I'm going to lose tonight. <laughs> I got to get some fucking sleep. 
that baby will grow up to become a wrestler named Richie Steamboat. For real? And he's terrible. Aww. I was very disappointed. Oh, no. Poor baby. Richie Steamboat used to be part of a group in the WWF, WWE. It was him, uh, Ted DiBiase's son, also named Ted DiBiase, uh, and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, and all wrestlers were, now are somebody's yeah, son or daughter. And they were, <laughs> they were the dynasty. And Because uh, well, no DiBiase, new people are getting into right. it. <laughs> Ted DiBiase Jr. was decent. He wasn't bad. Cody Rhodes is good, really good. And Richie Steamboat just fucking sucks. Cody Rhodes is... Dusty's son. Not... Not Goldust. Right. But his younger... Not Dustin. Right. His younger... Also Son. named Runnels, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's their real last name. Right, but right. They all use the Rose Dust- name. Because Dustin uses Runnels. Well, Runnels. He used when he first debuted in WCW. It was Dustin he was, Rhodes. He was the natural Dustin right. Rhodes, and then, and then, he, then was he was Gold, Gold Dust. Dust but then... every time I've seen him, like in real life, yeah, he, doesn't he just use uses Runnels. Yeah. yeah. I think on Twitter, I think it's <laughs> I think on Twitter, Twitter, it's Dustin Runnels too. Right on. But yeah, but Cody he Rhodes. was another uh, DDP yoga guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Is really good, and he got fucked over and left the company recently, and now it's some shit because Imagine they won't. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah. A little vendetta against Dusty's kid. <laughs> yeah, right. They won't let him use the Rhodes name, mm-hmm. which is bullshit, so now he's just being billed as Cody, which I feel like takes away some of the impact. Well, yeah, because Cody's know? a fucking five-year-old exactly. child's name. Exactly. <laughs> All adult, just be like if you're dad. an adult man named Cody listening to this, I, am, I apologize, <laughs> but you have a small child's name. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sometimes when you're naming a child, you have to realize that they are not going to remain a child. Yeah. They will have to be an adult with a child's yeah. name. It's like when I was deal a, with the consequences kid, as being billed as Cody. When I was a kid, and I'm sure Tom can attest to this, most people called me Cammy. Oh. Sure most people called you Tommy. You probably got Mikey. Mikey, yeah. But now we're older. Mikey likes and that it. Shit doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Right. But Cody is built in. Oh well, yeah, can't change you can't, that. Yeah, you yeah. Just it be is Cody. a nickname. Like yeah. you, you named your kid a nickname. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what would Cody even be short for? Uh, Kodiatrist. Kodiatrist. <laughs> That's his profession. That's his, I'm yeah. Cody the Kodiatrist. Cody the Kodiatrist. <laughs> that sounds uh, like a shit gimmick from '93. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh man. Right up there with Isaac Yank <laughs> and, and the goon and Repo Man. Ugh. Poor he never smash. repoed anything. He just stole shit. Yeah, he's just a thief. <laughs> just a thief. Just a uh, this match, we get stealer. the first pay-per-view instance of Gorilla Monsoon calling out the external occipital protuberance. Yes, and Jesse calling him out and going, <laughs> what, what the, the, what what the, the hell? hell did you just say? <laughs> yeah, and he explains in detail what that means, which is just the back of the head. Yeah. Yep. Which, yeah. which Jesse then sarcastically, yeah, for normal people, that's the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. And, and, and we all went. Protuberance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. It's back of the head. Yeah. Why use we all those big it. dumb words? Though I did feel great. kind of dumb having to Google a word I didn't know because of something I heard from wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Occipital. Ox- well, just the whole occipital, whatever they call it. Protuberance. Yeah. yeah. Well, external. External, external, external obviously external, is outside. Occipital. Right. Protuberance is just means something sticking, sticking out. out. And then occipital is that part of the head. Yeah. I know that now. Learn some goddamn science. I Tom. did. I learned. I, I googled up some I science. Last darn night. it. Googled up some science. <laughs> some anatomy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is also the first in this match. They first cut to Trump in the audience. Yep. And Ventura goes on and on and, about and how I, such good friends they are. I legit thought that Don Rickles was sitting next to them. <laughs> yes. Because uh, from a distance, the guy who is sitting on yeah. the other side looks like Don Rickles. Very much. Yeah. And, and I was like, tell. oh shit. I used to like Don Rickles, and then I saw that it wasn't him, and I was like, cool, I can yeah. still like Don Rickles. Still liking Don Rickles. You can tell Trump really doesn't want to be there. 
He does not look pleased. He does not look excited. He's just there so people will see him. I disagree. Really? I think Trump fucking relished every second of that. Because every time I looked at him, he had that same smile of as if he was as if in his mind he knew that there was all this going on but everyone was looking at him uh, and he was fucking loving see, it I see plus him with that... if he didn't want to be there why would he make yeah. so many appearances in the wwe he wouldn't have been there if he didn't want to be right. there like, but i think i think house. he knew he needed to be there just so people would see him there. He could have just ke- come out and or been in a private box That's true. and That's did the true. old uh, spotlight and wave. You might be right. No, he, he put might. himself in the front row on that side just so, by the, yeah, hard the fixed cam. camera. Yeah. yeah, the hard camera. Yeah. So he'd be on every shot possible. Yeah, you're right. Although when This I isn't him, politics, people. This is just him yeah. being a fucking dickhead. When I see him with that vacant <laughs> smile on his face, though, I don't think he—I don't think he's thinking about how many people are watching him. I think that's just his default brain that's going on a loop with a bear riding a unicycle <laughs> and just, <laughs> and he's just thoroughly amused. Yeah, and that's all he's seeing for hours. <laughs> Inside, he's just going wee. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, I liked this match just because the way Greg Valentine sells shit. Yeah. Because. Steamboat would hit him in the head, and he would just stand there for a couple of seconds and then fall over. Face plant. Just <laughs> delayed reaction every hit, and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Those At one point, he, even, he comes off, Steamboat comes off the top rope with a diving chop to the head. Steamboat hits, rolls, gets back up, and then isn't sure what to do because Valentine hasn't fallen down yet. <laughs> and you can see him just kind of stepping his tracks, and then, like, a tree just timbers down. <laughs> I love it, man. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, uh, hammer wins with a handful of tights. Yep, rolls hammer them up, hand. grabs the tights. Hammer hand, hammer hand, full of tights. Oh. Uh, that goes into another promo with the British Bulldogs who have yep. Matilda and Coco Beware. Coco Beware yeah. with his parrot. I forget his parrot's name. I don't care. Uh, the parrot's name was Percy. Percy the parrot, something like that, Percy right? I don't know. Sinbad. No. That was, my, that was my Kazam. uncle's parents' Kazam. name. <laughs> really? Yeah, my uncle had a parrot when I was real little that was That's named Sinbad. Awesome. And uh, apparently, it was a real asshole from what parrots my grandma are tells me. I don't. Dicks. I was gonna say I don't have a lot of memories of Sinbad because I was really, really yeah. little. I remember him existing, and I remember being like really curious about him. Yeah. But not being able to really be around him because yeah. my grandma was like, "He's a dick." Like she didn't say that, but she's <laughs> like, "He will fucking eat your eyes yeah. uh, and your fingers." Anything that's near him because my he's aunt not had, a friendly person. My aunt had a parrot for a while, and I was at her house, and she was just letting it roam around. And I was sitting at the table, leaned back in my chair, eating pancakes, and I just look forward, and that parrot's coming at me. Kah! Try, and I fall back in the chair and get fucking syrup all over me. <laughs> yeah, and fuck that parrot. He kamikaze you. He, kamika- he pearl harbored me. <laughs> he pearl harbored your ass. He wanted to fucking pearl harbor my pancakes. Too. Yeah, I was time. fucking pissed. Hey, look, parrots, why you got to look so friendly if you're not fucking friendly? Right? Why you got to be so colorful? Uh, and you be seem like, so approachable, but yep. you're not. Nope. Sad. You don't really want a cracker, do you, no. you fucking asshole? <laughs> they just want to fucking That's peck your trick. eyes out. <laughs> they got to lure you in. By, by cracker, they mean I want to eat a white person. <laughs> <laughs> so they talk about Matilda. Apparently, uh, at some point, Matilda got certification as a weasel dog. Yeah. Yes, what she was, she got new training, yeah. new training to be a weasel dog, yeah. which is just, of course, hunting down Bobby hunt, Heenan. Hunt down Bobby yeah. Brain. Uh, is- after that, we get our fifth match. 
and they zoomed in. I thought this was weird. Coco Beware starts doing his promo, and it was really good. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh fuck that guy! Let's just put it on this dumb dog that's just sitting there barely breathing." Dumb bulldog. (laughs) This dog looks just like I don't want to be here. Yeah. Dog. This is not fun for yeah. me. I don't like being picked up. I'm not a cat. <laughs> but you can tell later on when they bring him out to the ring, he has his own little like stairs yeah. that he just sits on, and he is not... Wait, it's a girl, right? Is it Matilda? Well, Matilda, yeah. I was like, I Matilda. Imagine. But they said, somebody else said he uh, at least once or twice. I I, when I think of bulldogs, for some reason, I always think of them as he's. Well, you don't yeah. want it to be a lady. Yeah, because that's a Some of them have to be. That's lady. an unfortunate looking lady. That's Nature true. Nature finds a way. <laughs> Gonna run out of bulldogs. <laughs> Look, Tom, we love, should have. love will always find a way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Haven't you seen Jurassic Park? Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Haven't you seen Jurassic Park? <laughs> oh, sorry. It's terrible. It's just <laughs> elderly people <laughs> fucking. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking pigs. Nope. Pork. All right. Yep, nope. Jurassic are... is in there old. <laughs> elderly pigs. Uh, so, all right. Fifth go. match. We Fifth got match, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage versus Butch Reed. Butch Reed. Who has Slick with him. Yeah. Uh, and Randy Savage obviously has the lovely Miss Elizabeth. Yep. Uh, Butch Reed comes out to be uh, a, a quick victim, basically. Yeah. This is a, <laughs> like yeah, always. Easy, fast, just pretty much jobber match. I was going to say, like, he he's one of the biggest, like, or most frequently used jobbers yeah. that we've seen so as far. far as like that gets to a pay-per-view yeah because most of the time those jobbers that you'd see on like fucking monday night raw right. never make it to those, a pay-per-view those are the curtain but, butch reed yeah. basically is the one that like made it to the they pay-per-views. needed bodies to yes out. To be, they needed people in the rumble yeah you're a fall guy yeah. you're gonna be there when we need exactly. someone to get thrown over the top yeah Macho Man makes quick work of butch reed hitting him with his patented elbow drop to finish oh i wrote macho man wins after Elizabeth, and, th- and this, th- I'm saying she distracts Butch Reed right. because I'm using Jesse Ventura's words. He, she distracts him by the fact that he is yelling at her, yeah, yeah, and trying to like physically. Aco- it's either no, I think it was Slick. Maybe yeah, 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 Slick yeah, yeah, starts yeah. chasing. Slick starts, He's yeah. like, yeah, chasing her around, yelling at her, threatening to physically hurt her. Then Butch and Reed starts yelling at her, and that's Miss Elizabeth's right. fault because yeah, right. she's. Well, a dumb, stupid woman. Well, did woman. you see the way she was dressed? Uh, yeah, she had it coming because uh, she's a dumb, stupid woman, and I'm Vince McMahon, and I right. hate women and black people. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Vince, uh, he's a piece of shit. He really is a, not a nice guy. <laughs> he's not. Uh, yeah, that uh, that leads us into six-match, one-man gang, again with Slick, uh, versus Bam Bam Bigelow with Oliver Humperdinck. Also, yeah, there was a short promo where we get another oh, instance right. of, of Bob Euchre's boner for Vanna yes. White. Yeah, it's coupled a... with uh, him kind of getting roasted by Heenan, which yeah. Heenan is just one of the best. <laughs> so ever. good, yeah. Uh, I love it. I'm so excited mm. for him to get on commentary, so we get Gorilla and Heenan. Some of the best shit. It, oh, it's going to happen Great much pair. later yeah, once they once he pairs up in WCW with yeah. Rhodes and, and oh, Heenan yes. doing commentary. Yes, Jesus. he got a bicycle. <laughs> Look that clip up if you've never seen it. It's, he got a bicycle. It's a match. It's I don't know. I don't remember who's in the match, but at some point, one of the guys goes out to the ring and grabs a bicycle, and Dusty fucking loses it. <laughs> he's going. He's going to hit him. He he got a bicycle. He got a bicycle, and he just starts laughing, and it's fucking great. That's another one where they they start cheating, and uh, Dusty said, "Oh, he hit him with that international object." <laughs> <laughs> 
With what? Instead of foreign object, he hit him with that international object. Goddamn, Dusty was the best. So beautifully stupid. What 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 got me the first like I had seen like matches and stuff with Dusty, but I hadn't really seen a promo until I saw something on TV that was it was some stupid thing WWE did about like the top like fifty finishing moves of all time or whatever from like two thousand four. And Dusty's uh, bionic elbow was on it. And it cuts to him talking about it. And he goes, I'd bounce myself off them ropes and I'd launch myself 15, 20,000 feet in the air. And I'd drop that elbow on him and that'd be the end, Daddy. And I was like, I am in love with this man. <laughs> that is the greatest exaggeration I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. yeah. King of hyperbole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so fucking good. <laughs> this is another really quick one. Yeah. One, uh, one man gang and bam, bam. <laughs> Humperdinck's still around. I thought maybe it was a thing for Princess Bride when it was coming out. <laughs> yeah, but, but nope. Nope, this so is him. a real guy, apparently. And for some reason, I guess Looks because... Looks like Gwildor. I guess because of Oliver Humperdinck, Bam Bam has this really weird entrance music. Yeah, it like, was super weird. Super, I can't even describe it. It was just weird, like... Not... not Music that you would think would not for Bam Bam Bigelow. Be a, yeah, the, not a for large a giant man with biker flames with flames all on his head. Him. Yeah. It was just a weird... Uh, I don't know. Uh... This is the first time I noticed. I don't know if he got different gear, but one man gang, they showed kind of a close up on him and the skulls on his gear. He's got like this t-shirt with these skulls on the shoulders and they look really sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but the mouth on the skull is like downturned Trying. and they just look really I sad. I think they tried to make it look angry, but, but made no, it look sad. It just looked, like make it look like it's grimacing. It's, which like, is it's a fucking skull. It can't. Perfect yeah. indictment. Because it doesn't have lips. Yeah. Perfect that indictment of one man gang's career. Yeah. Just a sad skull. And... We find out that apparently the transition from one man gang to Hakeem is pretty fucking quick because we're going to see yeah. Hakeem very soon, yeah. guys. Yeah, I'm so excited and terrified. I'm not because I'm going to miss one man gang. Uh, I, I like was, one man gang. Yeah, he's not bad. And this match was actually surprisingly pretty good. Uh, I did write down that Bam Bam Bigelow looks like the Days of Future Past version of one man gang. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. he's that alternate timeline where he went more biker. Yeah. Yeah. And and Bam, I think it's Bam Bam's uh, manager in this one. He looks like like the uh, the Imagination Land episode of South Park. Yes. The guy who's yeah. like, just got this yeah. flamboyantly colorful Joseph flowing in the rainbow color coat. Yeah, coat. Yes. yeah, yeah. But is but from the neck up, he looks like Gwildor from Masters of the Universe. <laughs> yes, uh, this one ends. Bam Bam, one man gang pulls the ropes down. Bam Bam goes over the top rope and then can't get back in the ring in time. And loses due to yeah, count, count out, out, which is which is like how bullshit. how you can't how you can't get back in the ring. I know you're a fat fuck that can do backflips yeah. and shit. You can do you're you doing cartwheels or crawl back into you the can't ring. Slide in between fucking fat oh, ass. Oh, I remember games making legs. Bam Bam do cartwheels on the WrestleMania oh, yeah. game, just over and over again. Yep, I'm he a cartwheel your ass because that's a thing that would hurt. Yeah, I already talked about how much I love Bam Bam. Oh yeah. Um, he's he's like, you just love fat wrestlers. I like do, this. but Bam Bam's the fucking coolest. No, Bam Bam he's also and dude, yeah, his, fat and very agile. Yeah, his matches in ECW with Taz are fucking shit legendary. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here so, yeah. after this match, we oh, get here we go, baby. Here we uh, go. One mm. of the most insane promos of all time. I'm just gonna play it through, and then we'll talk about it after. This is Hulk Hogan talking to Mean Gene. 
Hulk Hogan, we have seen him here at Atlantic City, and I know millions others are watching very intently all around yeah, the world. But if you looked in their eyes, man, have you seen the fear in all those little hulksters? They realize that when I get Andre the Giant cinched up in the launch position, when I slam him through the Trump Plaza, brother, from New York down to Tampa, Florida, the fault line is going to break off. And as Andre the Giant falls into the ocean, as my next two opponents fall into the ocean floor and I pin him, so will Donald Trump and all the Hulkamaniacs. But as Donald Trump hangs on to the top of the Trump Plaza with his family under his other arm, as they sink to the bottom of the sea, thank God Donald Trump's a Hulkamaniac. He'll know enough to let go of his materialistic possessions, hang on to the wife and kids, dog paddle with his life all the way to safety. But Donald, if something happens, you run out of gas, and all those little Hulkamaniacs run out of gas, just hang on to the largest back in the world, and I'll dog paddle us, backstroke all of us to safety. Oh, and thank you, Hulk Hogan. Let's get back to action. Wow. So. Wow. Let's so break this mu- down. So Hulk Hogan. So much just happened. Hulk Hogan claims that he will body slam Andre the Giant so hard that it's going to cause a fault line from New York to Tampa, Florida. And that whole section of the country will just break, break off. off. Andre the Giant will Form fall an into the sea. Yes. Then everyone else who's there just will die also. Well, they'll also fall in because, the, you right. know, like the momentum or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Donald Science. Trump, thank God he's a Hulkamaniac because he will throw away his worldly possessions. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> he says... Throw, he will give up his materialistic, materialistic possessions. possessions. That's incorrect. No. It's material possessions. Yeah. Material- materialistic is how you are. Yeah. Which he very you- much is. Yes. He will not, not give go a- that. Donald he, Trump- he will not give away his material possessions, we know, because he lives in a solid gold apartment. And would not piss on any of his children if they were on <laughs> yes. fire. No. He, he if does you not- think that man cares about any motherfucking person, he's going to throw away his materialistic possessions to wrong. save his family. He's not this wife. He's not. He's not going with her much longer. No, we couldn't yeah. even remember if it no. was Ivana or Marla. <laughs> yeah. Neither could Donald at that moment. No, no. Yeah. He, he only know over. whenever he heard her accent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Oh, it's not my one American wife that I had." Yes. Which Marla Maples? I don't even. Was she American? I'm pretty I sure. I think probably. so. Because her name was fucking Marla, Marla Maples. Marla. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a Canadian name. You know actually. what? I'm going to take it easy on on her because she was I feel she bad. probably had it pretty she, rough Marla Maples. Yeah. so Marla that's a great name I apologize for making fun of your still, name still fuck Cody's but Marla <laughs> oh yeah yeah no if you're, if you're an adult man named Cody you go fuck, fuck yourself you. right now um, keep listening but then go fuck yourself she's from Georgia Georgia makes oh, sense from Dalton Georgia y'all <clears throat> Yeah, she was only married to Trump from '93 to '90. Oh, so this isn't Marla Maples. She was no, married it was from it was Ivana then. That means it that was, was Ivana. Ivana. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> still sad for Ivana though, because you're married to Trump. That's just a sad place to be. But then we also get Hogan saying uh, that if 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 Donald Trump or the Hulkamaniacs run out of gas, all the Hulk all the Hulkamaniacs will be able to survive by s- giving away the materialistic possessions and swimming for the shore. No, no, no. J- Getting on Hulk Hogan. Well, if they get tired, if they yeah. get tired. Just hang on, because they can grab onto the largest back in the world at Dog Paddle. And the end of this promo is the most important part. So beautiful. If you didn't watch along, you need to look this up, because he, he says he'll backstroke them to safety. He does his regular pose, and then he moonwalk backstrokes 
out of frame. Yeah, he pantomimes a nice backstroke while bobbing his head as if to be like jamming out yeah. to some some cool tunes. Yeah. So and he goes just... from like super intense angry promo delivery to like I'm a cool beach guy. <laughs> Look just... at me. I like to surf and be in the water. Yeah. First off, <laughs> hot dog Hogan at his best. Hot dogging it. <laughs> here's here's all where... day. Er, day. Here's where the logistics get muddied for me because <laughs> Here, the backstroke, <laughs> the backstroke means you're swimming on your back. So how could they how be could on they your back? They're all gonna drown, Hulk. They're underwater. You you're dumb going fuck. to drown all the Hulkamaniacs. You just killed all those kids. You just killed. You fucking destroyed half the country. <laughs> and some of the most prosperous regions of the great United States. Right. And yeah. then killed. What is the attendance record here? Uh, I think it was 20,000. 20,000 people, who, however many Hulkamaniacs survived, until you fucking drowned them because you don't know how to swim. <laughs> well, you don't know how to swim you, whilst normally, striving, trying to save someone. You only know how to backstroke. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so really it was poor instructions. Had he told them to grab onto the largest chest. chest or the 24-inch python. Well, they're going to be moving. You can't hold well, on to them. But that's, then that's just a fun ride. It's like being on an inner no, tube being like pulled a... behind a boat. Like a, like a, like you're at the fair and yeah, also being on, saved yes. by my whole And also periodically drowning when his biceps go underwater. And every once in a while, you get saved by the bell. Yes. All right. Uh, that, was, that, was, that worked on two levels, you dickheads. <laughs> because, I heard it. I didn't want to yeah, acknowledge it. Like, it's a TV think. show and a way that a match can end yeah, in. The, no, <laughs> fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Hulk Hogan forever. Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, after this, uh, we get... Um, a the longest match on the show by far. Yes, Rick Rude versus Jake the Snake Roberts. The uh, the only one that makes it relevant that at one point they told us how much the time limits yeah, were. Fifteen right. minutes for each round. This match goes the full fifteen minutes. Before the match, though, uh, Rick Rude cuts a little promo in the ring, and he says at one point he says the odds are in my favorite. Yep, I wrote that down too. Yes. Yep. Not the odds are in my favor, or I'm the odds on favorite. No. The odds are in my favorite. And then seductively removes his clothing. Uh, I wrote down that if this this match were to have a name just for the match, it would be the mullet and mustache melee. (laughs) Or melee, excuse me. The melee. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, mullet and mustache melee. It was a real fracas. One more more quick thing before the match starts about Rick Root. I think his entrance music has crowd noise in it. Because when he's coming down, the crowd sounds Always crazy. Sounds fucked The music up. stops, and it is dead quiet. He gives his promo. I'm the odds. Uh, the odds are in my favorite. Now be quiet while I strip. His music comes on again. Uproarious crowd noises. Then, as soon as he takes his robe off, everything dead stops silence. dead. So I'm pretty sure there's crowd noises in his music. Well, I'm pretty sure that like <laughs> that music, they took it. From a, an old sitcom where, yeah. like, an old lady was stripping. Because it sounds like <laughs> comedy stripper yeah. music. Yeah. Like, when someone's stripping that's supposed to be gross. Right. But it's funny. Which, with his gross. back knee, it is pretty gross. Yeah. Right? Ugh. Too it's much steroids, Ricky. Time, yeah. But uh, we get our first introduction into one of his, like, really sassy outfits. Yeah. His really sassy tights. Yeah. He's got a lady's They're purple. Face. Purple tights, lady's face on the back, hair flowing down the side. Each leg is is her long, luxurious, luxurious hair. hair, and her her mouth is right on his butthole. Right yep, in the butt. Right First just, lips right on right his, there, right on his juicy yep. ruby starfruit. <laughs> right on his little balloon knot. So good, <laughs> just kissing his little butthole. Yep, uh, Jake's tights 
are cool. They're his regular kind of. They got red with the snake crawling up them. Right, and but it just says DDT. DDT in an awkward placement. Yep, right, right like on half the of knee. the T's going into his boot. Yeah, it's right on the knee. So when anytime he moves his legs, you can't tell what it's saying. Yeah, it's like just in case you forgot what my finishing move is called. <laughs> DDT. Yeah, I got it right here. I wrote it down for you. That was the last of the first round tournament matches. Oh, we have to talk about how in during this match, it they do the classic like Rick Rude gets him in a sleeper hold. Yes. And then the crowd brings him back up, yeah. right? And then he gets out of it and then Rick Rude just gets him right back, back down. And this goes on for so long, the whole crowd starts chanting boring. Yeah. yeah. And I was they just like, them. ooh, yeah. booyah. Yeah. They were like, we got to milk this till the time runs out. And it's like, dude, do you really think that anybody in that room, had they called, said it was 15 minutes, but called it at 10, yeah. you think anybody in that room would have been like, that was that only was... 10 minutes. Yeah. And did you really need that full 15 minutes to fill time? Because we still have fucking yeah. seven more matches after this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, who? No, we no, have more, more than, than that. that. We have nine matches after this. <laughs> That's right. God we are not damn even it. halfway through. Fucking hell. I know. I I'm hated this you. pay-per-view so goddamn if, if WrestleMania 4, also, this is where I wrote down after after this match, I wrote down that if WrestleMania 4 had a subtitle, it would be WrestleMania 4, Objectifying Vanna White. <laughs> <laughs> the Happening. Because the, the this is where we get a, a another interview with Gino yeah. and Vanna, and at one point... Uh, she uh, she refers to Miss Elizabeth as a woman person. <laughs> yes, yes. Which blew my fucking mind. A woman person. A woman. A woman. woman She's person. a fabulous woman, woman person. person or something along those lines. Oh, uh, is but she then we, an alien? Like, why would you say it like that? Then we also have, uh, she's talking about how she's rooting for Hulk Hogan, and she mm. talked to him before the thing, and Gino says... Well, I hope you haven't distracted him before his big match. And then I wrote, you know, with your devil titties and whatnot, because you're an evil woman. Uh, and then she, then she rips on Ted DiBiase. She's like, yeah. I don't like people just getting money for nothing. It's like, really? The you, game show host yeah, doesn't yeah, like <laughs> Right? She's you like, I don't like num- this. You point at letters for a living. Yeah. I don't and, like this. And literally for, give people money, money for spinning yeah. a wheel. That's yeah. your job. <laughs> I don't like this wrestling version of Kenny Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he oh Ted DiBiase. Oh. How did it take us to WrestleMania four for me to get there? Yeah. Sorry guys. I'm, he's I he's the days you. of future past Kenny, Kenny Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. That's right. If Kenny uh, Rogers was a wrestler. After oh, this boy. we get uh eighth match. Uh, uh, non tournament match. This is a little Which confused cool me because I thought it was a tournament yeah, match. Yeah, they didn't announce that it wasn't. No. So, but this, yeah, this is a Ultimate Warrior versus Hercules, no longer Hernandez. Yeah, Hercules, impossibly pale still. Super pale. Just, he doesn't <laughs> look Greek at all or Hispanic, yeah. which is what he, I think he actually is. Right. Um, Ultimate Warrior. Oh, this one starts off with the with the old push and flex. Yes. Where Hercules pushes Warrior and then flexes. Yeah. And then Warrior pushes him and, and then, then flexes. flexes. And then now we can fight. Uh, fucking, I, uh, Ultimate Warrior is such a fucking shit wrestler. I hate him so much. I realize, you know, now that, now that we're going back watching these as adults and, and having the entire span of, yeah. of when I saw it originally to now, uh, I realize that I loved... All of the worst wrestlers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That were just, I was such a fucking mainstream, like, you know. Yeah. And it's it's funny because you, you realize how easy it is because, like, when fucking Hulk Hogan does some crazy shit and the entire crowd just goes bananas, you wanna, it's hard not yeah. to be like, I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what. That's, especially that's what, when you're yeah. a kid, that's, that's how it the works. whole point of wrestling. Right. Is, oh, it's you're getting worked. Yeah, and when you're a kid, you don't know. Fuck it's, no, you know, you're yeah. a dumbass kid. Exactly. You ever talk to kids? They're, They're stupid. stupid. I got two of them. <laughs> I have Idiots. a niece and a nephew, and I I love them, but ugh. yeah, I one of them's almost a year old, still can't say shit. <laughs> It's been a year. Yeah, learn to talk already. Learn some English or go where you came from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's going to get taken out of context. I can't run you for know, office because of this podcast now. Doug right. Stanhope has a really good bit about that, about how we shouldn't be focusing on illegal immigrants because the biggest drain to our society is babies. Fucking A. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love but my yeah, babies. I was the same way when I was a kid. I was like, Hulk Hogan, and I don't give a shit about the rest. Like, <laughs> okay, so. I loved Hulk Hogan. I loved Ultimate Warrior. I loved Macho Man. Yeah. I guess I was because I started. Well, I didn't start watching until '97, and so by then Hogan was in WCW, and I yeah. only exclusively watched WWF at the time. So, but the reason I got into wrestling was because that of was Kane. when they pushed Bret Hart real hard. Yeah, but the reason I got into wrestling was because of Kane. I saw yeah. his first appearance. My buddy had run a pay per view. I've talked about it on here. I think when Kane that. premiered, it was intense. Yeah, so I got in for Kane, and then I fell in love with the Undertaker, and then that led me to fall in love with Mick Foley, and that, and I really didn't give a shit about Stone Cold or The Rock, right? Because I wanted these weird fucking fire demon guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, eventually, of course, I, you know, started to fall in love with everybody. But, yeah, I was all about the weirder dudes at first. Oh, yeah. I always loved uh, Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, he, he so was. I'm excited. We're only uh, three years away from his debut. That's yeah. true. Yeah, SummerSlam 91. I remember getting Ooh, scared. Man, and he looks series. real funny when he first comes he out. He does. He kind of looks like Cam. He's got, he's got <laughs> his little red hair. And yeah. Little... Yeah, he is the biggest fucking ginger oh you've ever God. seen when in your he, life. When he like went to from the dead man to like the American badass in the mid two thousands, and just let his natural hair color come out, it was upsetting. Red, <laughs> yeah, no bueno. Boy, oh boy. Um, how did Ultimate Warrior win this match? Uh, I have no idea because I just hated him so much I didn't pay attention. <laughs> I was paying more attention to to Hebner in this one because he was really animated he was. in this match. Yeah, he was. Uh, all I know at the end, Warrior wins somehow, and then Hercules attacks him with his chains. Warrior gets the chains away from Hercules and then attacks Hercules and then just spins him on the mat, hits the mat a couple of times. And I'm pretty sure that at the very end, when he hits the mat, and I, I want to go back and rewind it, but I literally watched it today, so I didn't have time yeah. to go back. But I'm pretty sure that when he slams that, fucking chain on the mat it bounces up and hits him square in the it might face. have it might have i'm pretty sure he did I not think it through because it, it bounced up hard yeah and it bounced it came up far enough to have hit him and i'm pretty sure it did yeah god i hate him immediately uh, regret that decision yeah then we get into <laughs> the next round of the tournament the quarterfinal tournament uh, match. oh we get a yeah is... super a super weird transition yeah and then uh Gorilla Monsoon, they, they do all the promo leading up to why Hulk Hogan and Andre are still fighting. Right. I've, and so they, It goes they, back to they, way before WrestleMania three. Yeah. When, with the Piper's pitch. When Andre's off. first turn. Yeah. Rips his cross off. What yeah, are you yeah. doing, man? Uh, and we get, yeah, flashbacks to the, the promos of, of Andre just, just spewing nonsense. Uh. I will give you the belt of World World Wrestling Federation. And not only that, I will like it. <laughs> Does he have more teeth than a person should have? He's like a shark. He's got two <laughs> rows of teeth. He's got bigger. two rows of teeth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it does look like there are more of them. I yeah. think he only has like five teeth, but they're each so big, it takes up like the normal <laughs> amount of teeth space. He just draws the lines on with a Sharpie <laughs> before he talks. But yeah, once they've caught us up, Gorilla Monsoon says, all of that 
is now water under the dam. <laughs> water under the dam. Yes. Yes. Not water water under, under, the under the dam. Water under the dam. Which, which doesn't is a terrible. Make any fucking water sense. does not go under the dam. A that's dam it's stops purpose. water. It's yes. A good dam, that's. If, if water is going under your dam, your dam's not doing its damn job. Now, unless he was, yeah, like, intentionally really trying to coin a malapropism, then that's great. But I don't think he was. No. I think he's just that no. stupid yes. that just it's a water under attention. the dam. He's like, well, I, I've crossed a dam. <laughs> yeah. That's there not, was doesn't water. make it a bridge, motherfucker. I crossed a I dam. There was down. water on both sides. Saw water. So obviously it's, it's going underneath. Damn bridge. Six Same of one. Same thing. Six of one. Same fucking thing. All right. So uh, now we get into the ninth match. Andre and Hulk. Andre and Hulk, which so has we, the weirdest goddamn ending. Well, it has a funny entrance, too. Did it you does. notice the stagehand fucking up Hulk Hogan's oh, no, entrance? No, I didn't. No. When, okay, so they, they start Hogan's music, right? And, they're, and they've just got the shot on the, the curtains where he's supposed to be coming out. And it seems like it's going a little bit longer than normal. And I'm like, well, he's probably just milking it. And then all of a sudden you see the curtains rustle. And then... One side of the curtain goes back real hard, and all you see is just like a stagehand. Oh, and shit. you see like all of him, and then you see him <laughs> desperately trying Run to away. escape, and then you see Hulk Hogan come out. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit, I didn't notice that. I do, it was pretty I, good. I've noticed this, that I think Hulk Hogan's music, to me, sounds like a dusty promo. When it comes crashing down, and it huffs and thighs, baby. You, you gotta, gotta be a man. Stand. You don't oh, have to hide, daddy. Little known fact, he wrote the lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all dusty. That's why Vince got so mad at him. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, you wrote that fucking great-ass song. I am a real American dream, baby. What you gonna do when the American dream runs wild all over the army in Atlanta? <laughs> boy, God, oh boy. Uh, during this match, I wrote down that watching Andre stand up makes my knees hurt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's, my God. Uh, he Watching him get up from the mat, I, I, was, I, was, oh, I felt pain for him. Yeah. I was like, ooh, you poor guy. You are having trouble. Uh, they, they did make a few comments on some of the cheating that was trying to go on. Because there was well, some choking, and they're like, "You, they, you got a five count. You can choke to four. Yeah. Side note: choke to four is my favorite BDSM boy band. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Choke to four. That's right. <laughs> With the hit new song "Safe Word." Uh, yeah, the ending of this match is fucking so. DiBiase so brings a chair in. Uh-huh. Uh Hulk knocks it out of, uh, gets away from him. Hulk uses the chair. Uh huh. The ref says. I'm going to disqualify you, but doesn't. Then Andre gets the chair, hits Hogan. Ref says, I'm going to disqualify you, but doesn't. And then they each just hit each other a little bit more until the ref is like, now nah, you're both disqualified. Yeah. yeah. But it, Hogan should have been eliminated first because right. oh, yeah. he first, threw the first chair shot. That's right. Which, as as the squeaky clean baby face, how can you do no, that? Yeah, that is, that's, no, that's not what you're supposed that's to do. That's heel shit. Because ref, we needed a reason for them to both not carry right. on in the tournament. Well, see, I, a good... And whoever was writing this didn't really think very long it about it. It would have been great. Just have have Andre or DiBiase just hit Hogan with a chair, beat him to death, and then Disqual- Andre cause... gets disqualified, Hogan's incapacitated. There you go. That's it. You're both out. But That's no, right. they had to have... Well, I'm Hogan thinking... had, to be, had to be usable later. Right. Which yeah. we'll get to. Right. But yeah, I'm thinking... He's we'll got to be. He can't we'll be upstage. Yes. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We got a lot to say about it. I'm thinking that Andre was probably supposed to hit him first, and then Hogan retaliates. Yeah. But Andre missed his cue or something, so Hogan was like, "Nah, fuck it," and then well, just did it. Anyways. Andre's like, "It took me four and a half minutes to get up. What do you want from me?" <laughs> yeah. Hogan swings the worst chair. It's oh, yeah. so what bad. The hell? It's so, so bad. bad. 
Like you can tell, like I had no he, idea how bad it was uh, back when I was watching yeah, it originally. Yeah. He it's pulls, real bad. he pulls back and then throws, and then you can see like he just locks his arms, yeah, yeah. and then he just slowly sort of tilts it on them. It's <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> little poop on the nose. Little little poop, 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 that's gonna poop get right you. on your big giant nose. <laughs> Maybe that's why he didn't get disqualified first because it wasn't even a real <laughs> yeah. chair so they, shot. Come on, they, man. They, like Hogan. They both get disqualified, and then in lieu of an intermission. We just get four and a half minutes of Hogan well, there, showboating. Yeah, and yeah. There, was, there was some squabbling outside the ring, and at one point Hogan is going to do a vertical zooplex on Virgil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And where you normally both people fall, and Hogan's like, just, no, just, just, just fucking dropped, dropped his ass. Just, just dropped him. him. Yeah. With just no regard to his safety. Just on the little walkway there. Look, as someone who had to learn how to take a suplex, you rely on your opponent, yes. your partner, to carry you back and make sure you, because you got to fall at the same time to make sure you both hit right. When you just let somebody go, that's fucking yeah. scary. That's just their body weight hitting <laughs> yeah, the ground. That, and especially because you still have their head, so they're yep. going to go ass first, probably break the tailbone. Not good. Yeah. Not no, good. I, not cool. I, in my head, I heard Jim Ross, and there's probably some idiot at home going, they know how to fall. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, like, right? Yeah. Not this time. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> And then we don't see Virgil for the rest of the pay-per-view, yeah, no. which I thought, well, maybe this is where he turned face. No, it's not till way later. Yeah. Uh, but maybe he really did get hurt. I, th- I, I think he did. I <laughs> hope he did. <laughs> but uh, now would be Virgil. a good chance for us to take a yeah. uh, intermission, uh, much like <laughs> this pay-per-view did <laughs> while Hulk Hogan flexed in the ring Just... for a good five minutes. Oh, my good, God. Some good hot-dogging so, after not winning. That's right. So we'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Two Planet Productions is a team compromised of some of the most talented wedding photographers, videographers, and production designers with over 20 years combined experience in the industry. Besides working with the most beautiful brides in the world, they have also produced content for commercial businesses and nonprofit organizations such as the Tulsa Mayor's Office, the Arts and Humanities Council of Tulsa, Tulsa Lifestyle Magazine, Rocklahoma, and musical acts such as the Deftones. Members of their staff and the Two Planet team have won multiple Couples' Choice Awards and Best of the Best Awards from The Knot, Wedding Wire, and were part of the team that was voted People's Choice for Best Photographers from Tulsa People Magazine 2013. Two Planet Productions remains the most affordable group of fun, professional artists to entrust your life's most precious memories to. www.twoplanetproductions.com Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Call 918-280-8528. And we have an exclusive deal that you can only get if you listen to the Channel 4.5 Network. If you tell them we sent you, you will receive a free single session shoot with the purchase of any wedding package that is a $500 value for free that free session could be engagements bridals first anniversary photos or anything else you could want to be saved and captured forever welcome back everybody uh we are in the middle here of the we are balls deep terrible ass long ass wrestlemania 4 just talked about hulk hogan uh from here, we go on to the quarterfinal. Or no, that's this is the uh, second fall of the quarterfinal match. God, I got all tongue-tied there. Um, oh, after sorry, after we get a promo from Macho Man oh, about yeah. how he's going to win the title. Ooh, ooh. And it's a great promo, but at one point, the camera zooms in real hard on Miss Elizabeth's face, and she looks terrified. <laughs> well, and, and it also ends with uh, Macho Man saying... A lot of times consecutively, I'm going to take it all. Yeah. And then Gene Okerlund saying, 
He's going to take it all. Yeah. Elizabeth, do you think he's going to take it all? <laughs> and then Elizabeth so. goes, I think he's going to take it all. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I think he's going to take it all, you guys. Yeah, I, he's he's going to take every inch I of that I feel like dick. if there's one thing we can take out of this is that he's going to take it all. Yep, every and last bit. Miss Elizabeth is. Just going to she, watch. She's like a chihuahua. She's going to watch. Anytime you see her, she's just like shaking and frightened. Yep. She's going to fe- fearfully flick her being in the corner. <laughs> and then get murdered by Lex Luthor. Well, Luther, Luger, <laughs> comic book characters yeah, come out yeah. of the <laughs> I wouldn't say she got murdered. No, but there's she some, got there's it, some iffy shit around. Yeah, that. yeah. She she tried to party as hard as Lex and could <laughs> not hang. No. Oh boy. So yeah, yeah we Lex got uh, Morocco versus DiBiase. Yep. Another uh, pretty quick one. Oh, this is where I wrote down this fucking referee in this match. Is trying to steal the show. Really? I didn't know This that. motherfucker, go back and rewatch it. This fucking guy, and I've noticed it a little bit before, but this is where I really, really noticed how over the top it is. He's the loudest I've ever heard as far as, like, his instructions to them. Mm-hmm. But, like, he keeps physically putting his body in between the two people oh, and, and, and separating, and separating them. them. Yeah. And then um, every time someone like will throw a punch, he comes in and does the thing where he's like, you got to use an open hand, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And his eyes are just like super fucking intense. And this is the guy who wound up with his shirt untucked in one of the previous ones yep. that we talked about. Yep. And uh, yeah, this fucking guy is just like that actor that's just fucking, he's an extra, but he's just trying chewing, to get his screen He's trying time. to chew that scenery. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, take his fucking moment in the stage. And I thought, Jesus Christ, because I spent most of the match watching the referee. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't really remember what <laughs> yeah. happened here. It was a except quick for match. That DiBiase wins with, with a uh, stun gun. A kind of a good looking yeah. ending where uh, he catches him off the ropes and does the, the stun gun, which, yeah. for, if you don't know, is where they're running. You kind of pick them up in a At dirty dancing. Yeah. like. <laughs> Except for you both fall backwards, yeah. and then you drape their neck across the top rope. Which was Stone Cold and Steve Austin's finisher before he did the Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah. But it, and it looks like it would hurt a lot. It does. Yeah. yeah you dude, know, those, probably wouldn't. I, from experience, those ropes are fucking unforgiving. Well, they're very. Yeah. Yeah, they're very yeah. tough. Yeah. Even like, I mean. You can tell there's when they metal hit, in there, you know, right? They, yeah. Well, no. You in, can tell in the ropes. There's not. No. Oh, it's just bungee steel ring ropes. Usually. Well, oh, I thought it was it just depends. like, uh, uh, you know, that. Sometimes bend, that there is like sheet. cable cord. Yeah, yeah. But that's what usually I it's just like bungee cord. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what I had in mind. Was like cable, cable, yeah. cable yeah. metal. Okay. I mean, this, this yeah. is still metal, but it's not like a rod. Right. right. <laughs> that no, would but, suck, Dick. Someone just replaces it with just a steel rod that's just as hard as fuck. And then someone severs their spine, well, and everyone laughs. There was the uh, the barbed wire matches in ECW oh, and true. early NJPW, where the ring ropes are replaced with barbed wire. That's I- true. I've that's... seen one of those matches. I Dude. went to uh, Mania in Dallas, nice. Re- Mania thirty three last year. Ooh, well, yeah. yeah, last year. And and that, this is one of the big things about how much WrestleMania has changed from then until now. Because yeah. now it's basically a festival. Yeah, because they it's like, a whole like two day. Yeah, it's and like you even four get, fucking days because yeah. you get all the, a huge amount of these little indie promotions. Yeah, that you come even down. get other like Ring of Honor. That's where they do their super card. Yeah, like you get everybody. there. So they do shit. So there's indie shows like Friday, like fucking twelve hours on Saturday. Yeah. They do a watch party on Sunday. Yeah. Then you've got <laughs> like the the fan thing that they do with the like access a, fan access yeah. with with like. Going museum and, and, shit. and shit, yeah. Hall of Fame, NXT, then Mania, then Raw, like yeah. the whole fucking thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good shit. Did you go? Did you go to any like any of the other stuff or just Mania? Uh, no, I, I did all the other shit. Oh, nice. Uh, we did. I did watched, you do the Hall of Fame. 
I did not do Hall okay. of Fame. I was at uh, at at the CZW show. Oh, nice. Where they where uh, they honored. Well, yeah. If anyone, yeah, CZW is going to be the place that does it. Yeah, they honored uh, Terry Funk. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, that's right. And so he was retiring. Sabu brought out a plaque. Did they honor him for his role in Over the Top? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. henchman number one. Yeah. So I Sabu think his and Mick Foley, have actually Sabu had and Mick Foley made appearances there, and it's nice. like a small room, three hundred people. Yeah. Nobody expected Foley to show nice. up, and the place popped bigger and shit. Nice. And then he did twenty minutes. We did uh, <laughs> comedy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did the fan access, uh, which was kind of fun. They had like a big. You could get your picture made with Ted DiBiase in the Elimination Chamber. Really? Of all the uh, famous Ted DiBiase Elimination <laughs> yeah, Chamber. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Best part of that was leaving. There was some crazy church lady that was out front. Yeah. Uh, that was like, you know, y'all are all going to hell for. <laughs> You're wrestling, and then like a huge group of wrestling fans just made a semicircle around her and was just chanting wrestling chants at her the whole time. <laughs> and at one point, it kind of died up, and I was like, I got close. Hey, we've been chanting at you for for hours. We don't know anything about you. For the sake of honor, what? Tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your name? She spoke. It doesn't matter what your name is. God damn it! Beautiful. It was fun. Uh, I, uh, I I actually didn't hear the la- a little bit of that because I started daydreaming about how badly now. I want to go somewhere where Ted DiBiase is going to be <laughs> and then wait all the way through the line for like the meet and greet. And then right before it's my turn, hand my phone to somebody and be like, here, will you take my picture with Kenny Rogers? <laughs> <laughs> Just see Ted DiBiase's oh, reaction. He has his own ministry. He's a fucking preacher now. He really? Has, yeah, he, yeah, that's what he left wrestling to be a fucking minister. He has his own oh, ministry. And that's, that's why his son, his son retired from wrestling to do that, too. So just Never go mind. to his fucking ministry and be like, "Woo, Kenny Rogers, preach the word of God." <laughs> what are we gonna get communion, Kenny Rogers? <laughs> yeah. Rogers three sixteen says you got to know when to hold them, <laughs> <laughs> when to fold them. God damn it! Which uh, that's good shit. Coincidentally, one of the best like old man TV skits. Will Sasso would do Kenny Rogers and Stone Cold, <laughs> and it's fucking. He would. They did the one that was Kenny Rogers jackass, and it was fucking brilliant. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so here we go. 11th match. Uh, yeah. Randy Savage. 11th match that's not the main event. God nope. damn it. We still have yep. five more matches. After this. After this one. So we get Macho Man Randy Savage versus Tiny Face Valentine. <laughs> Which, uh, Randy Savage, second costume change. Yep. Oh, First he each came match. Out, Him yeah, each and match, Elizabeth. Yeah. First match he came out in his classic pink trunks mm-hmm. and yellow boots. Uh, in his big flowy robe and everything, and Miss Elizabeth wearing a pink dress to match. This time he's got his blue trunks. Yep. Same boots, I think. And Miss Elizabeth is wearing a blue dress. And then his final appearance, he's got the red trunks. Oh, there's four, baby. Oh, shit. And every right. time is different. You're right, there's four. But uh, <laughs> this is where, and of all the jokes that I've been making about Greg Valentine, and I've been pretty rough on Greg, <laughs> uh, this Life is the first time. On Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. This is the first time that I wrote down. That Greg Valentine has bitter beer face. <laughs> if you remember the commercials for bitter beer face, uh, because his lips move inward in yeah. the way that people with dentures do when their dentures are out. Yes. So it looks like he has no teeth, but he has teeth. But his lips are doing the no teeth thing. Yeah. It's a real unfortunate series of events happening on Greg Valentine's face. He looks like he looks like a pug. Yeah, he's a human pug yes, a human with no pug. teeth. Yeah, it's <laughs> got bitter beer face. I literally, this match was uh, six minutes long, and I literally didn't write down anything because nothing happens. Uh, I did write down that uh, I realized how high I was by this point of the show 
while watching it because that was the only way I knew I was going to make it through this in one <laughs> sitting uh, was that at one point one of Randy Savage's feathers was floating around in the ring and I thought it was a little creature. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, there's a little creature in the ring. Y'all there's get little, him out of there. There's a little goblin in the ring. <laughs> there's a little feather goblin in there. It's going to get you. He's going to bite you. Uh, no, it's a feather. Just uh, a feather. And then I was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and then I uh, and then I made fun of myself for a yeah. few minutes. Uh, Mach wins this one with a roll-up. Yep. That's it. Booyah. Match over. Twelfth match. Twelfth match. Uh, Intercontinental Championship. Intercontinental Championship with uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake and the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, when it shows... Uh, Brutus the Butt Cheeks Beefcake. Honky Tonk comes out first. And it shows of a bunch of people in the crowd holding signs and shit. And there's one lady in the crowd that has a very crudely made sign that says, Coward of the County. I think she forgot the R in country, but it was Coward of the County <laughs> with a tiny little picture of Honk in the corner. And she looks like Janine from Ghostbusters' mom. Oh, That's the only you know way what? I can describe her. I bet she meant County. I bet she's yeah. from where he's from. <laughs> she yeah. might and have. she is still mad at him for something he did <laughs> in childhood that he he's, won't fess up to. She's mad. She, he won't admit that he stole that fucking cherry pie. <laughs> In 1963, yeah, yeah, in Memphis, in Memphis, yeah. Tennessee, yeah, when he was just a little whippersnapper, <laughs> a little, a little, a honky tonk boy, little, just a little honk, <laughs> a little, a little honk. honk, little baby honk. Uh, but it's just it, it, the writing on it is so good. It's just coward in real big letters, and then the lettering gets smaller and smaller as it goes down to coward. Of oh, the the, the classic when you don't judge how big exactly. you should make your letters. Exactly. So it you gets, get a couple way through, and you're like, oh fuck, small. yeah, I gotta make a couple real skinny. And yeah. one of them, <laughs> and then it's just fit them in between each other. And there's just big open white space, and then a tiny little picture of Honky Tonk Man in the upper corner. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, that's I want so it as fun. a tattoo. I wrote down during this. Counter. I wrote, "Was this match good? <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> it wasn't. No. I didn't think so." Beefcake literally spends a majority of this match swinging his fist in an yeah. exaggerated "I'm going to punch you" motion, and then. Yeah, putting his fingers together to make a clipping motion like he was going to cut his hair. Because he's that really is, he's really stoked on his new character, yeah, the barber. That is 80% of the match. He's getting that over. Yeah. Yeah, because the barber just got introduced yeah. in, what was it, Survivor Series? Yes. So it's, that's when, yeah. it's only a couple pay-per-views old, uh, so he's really milking it. And he does a little bit of a Ric Flair uh, strut at one yeah. point, but yeah. he does it with the scissors. Right. So it's like a... It's not even scissors. They're fucking pruning shears. They're fucking garden... Well, that's how you pantomime scissors. Yeah, I know, but he doesn't come out with them. Oh, no, it's he just... comes out with, like, yeah, yeah with yeah. fucking hedge clippers. Yeah. yeah. That's what they are. They're hedge clippers. Yeah. To, yeah. to, cut, to cut hair. Yeah, because uh, that's what people cut hair with. they had so much grease in their hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because everybody was just eventually chopping off their mullets, yeah. and you just do it in one fail swoop. <laughs> Speaking of which, after the match... Beefcake wins and cuts off some of Jimmy Hart's yeah. mullet. Yep. Jimmy Hart, who uh, they are calling now the, the Colonel because of the dumbass Elvis gimmick. Yes, the yep. Colonel. So since he's the manager. But yeah. at one, before he's uh, cutting his hair when Brutus is just kind of wrestling with him under the ring, yeah. uh, I noticed that Jimmy Hart had some fucking sweet-ass kicks on. <laughs> Did he? I didn't like, notice. Like some kicks that now... 
you know, people would yeah. lose their fucking mind over, <laughs> like, the, you know, with the fucking Velcro strap over the top, yeah. and they were bright-ass pink with white, and blah, blah, blah. blah. They were fucking cool, man. Nice. He probably still sweet, has and wears sweet those sweet shoes. Oh, kicks. yeah. That's There's... his one pair of shoes. <laughs> those shoes are no, as ageless had... as Jimmy Hart. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had he had different ones every time. Like, oh, he had a different okay. jacket and a different megaphone. Jeez. I bet he has just fucking walls of shoes and oh, megaphones yeah. and jackets. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I but would they love all to see that closet. Kind of look the same. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Brutus wins no belt because it's a DQ. Um, oh, and I wrote down like guys, how fucking dangerous would it be to cut someone's hair that is fighting you yes, as hard as they can with those to not ass... get their hair cut? Yeah, like even just how he's pretending to fight it. Yeah, I'm like, oh fuck, his he's gonna cut his goddamn around. finger off. Yeah. Like, it, it's more dangerous for the person doing the cutting because yeah. they have both hands going in there, one grabbing a fistful of hair and the other one trying to cut it off. Yeah. It's like if he moves hard enough the right way, you're getting a finger in there. Well, and yeah. I want to see, bro. I want to see what Jimmy Hart looked like after because oh, he, didn't, man. he didn't cut from the bottom of the nope. mullet. Nope. He just grabbed the back of his head and just cut random well, and chunks. It's always the way he did it. He would yeah. always just grab a chunk, cut, grab a chunk, cut. Yeah. And it's as if to say, I'm not styling your shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm just specifically fucking you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make you look real dumb for the next <laughs> month. He was neither styling nor profile. No, no. <laughs> he never well, was. you might be profile. <laughs> the profile. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. uh, boy! After this, we get a quick. This is the promo. classic promo because there's there's one little part of yes. this that's been used a million times. Mm-hmm. It's where Andre the Giant grabs Bob Euchre's little tiny Bob throat, Uecker. and then Bob. Flings his head just back and forth like a bobblehead, like a fish out of water, just and just flopping around. sells the shit out of yeah. it. He was so it, good. It's a beautiful Which, moment. Good on Bob Uecker. Oh, yeah. That yeah. sold that. Bob Uecker's an American treasure. <laughs> he is. I really hope I don't find out that he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> just is don't he, look for it. Just don't look. Right? Exactly. He, he's probably dead, isn't he? I don't know. He probably like beat his kids real bad, like Bing Crosby or something. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I really want. I hope he's a good guy. I, I want to like him. I'm looking him up because he's Mr. Baseball. Even though he wasn't a Cubs guy, I still God, like he's him. He's still alive. He got roasted for four hours during the show. Every time somebody saw him, it was just just insult. After oh, insult. Jesse! Yeah. Jesse oh, yeah. was just busting his balls yeah. the entire time. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's still alive. He's 83 years old. Oh, God wow. damn! Yeah. Pop all baseball. Does it say Pop uh, all baseball? Look under the uh, piece of shit category. I'm looking Is there. there a yes or a no? I don't see anything. Wikipedia. Why don't you just have a check mark and a piece of shit category? Like, was he a piece of shit? Yes what or no. shitty things has he done? Yeah. <laughs> That's a new game show podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. What shitty things? It's called Kill Your Heroes. Oh, <laughs> I want to be on it. Yep. Uh, 13th match. 13th match. Just keeps getting longer and longer, folks. The Islanders with Bobby Heenan, who comes out in full uh, yes. dog protection gear. He's yes, wearing like the big what, what you see police jacket. wear when they're training dogs. Yeah, and I didn't know. I dogs. thought it was just the jacket, but then I noticed later. His oh, the pants, pants too. Yeah, pants have the padding too. Yeah. Um, and they're taking on uh, the, the British, British Bulldogs, Bulldogs and Coco Beware. Of course, the British Bulldogs come out. Matilda immediately goes for Heenan. So <laughs> during this part, when Jesse Ventura is commenting on what Bobby Heenan is wearing. Uh, I remembered back to when, uh, just our last pay-per-view, yeah. when uh, when Jesse Ventura called out Vince McMahon for being racist. Yes. And then, so now I wrote this quote down. I wrote, Heenan kind of looks like a Chinaman, don't he? And yes. then underneath it I wrote, not racist Jesse Ventura. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Jesse Ventura spends a lot of time 
busting the balls of a dog. Yeah. Dog. Really yeah. hates he's that dog. He's really ripping on a dog. Yeah, he does not like Matilda. Jesse the Body Ventura. At all. <laughs> well, he's got to be the... The heel commentator. So what do you yeah. what do you do to make everybody hate you? Talk shit well, about yeah, a lovable like, dog. I, sure, you make a joke or two, but it's a lot. Like it's <laughs> yeah. like, it, it was enough to where I was look like, at that ugly mutt. Yeah, like, so much so that I was like, why is he so mad at that dog? I bet that mutt orchestrated nine eleven. He's like, fucking dogs are gonna take over America. <laughs> Every single dog is just a, another liberal douchebag. <laughs> Put all your money in snossages. <laughs> oh, I wish he would. <laughs> Uh, I wrote down, I love the Islanders' tights because they're like Hawaiian shirts but pants. Yeah. And they definitely <laughs> they look great. Pants. They fit their gimmick. They're really like well. Hawaiian shirt Lula Rose. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I wrote at the end of it, I wrote, stop throwing the dog around. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> when the yeah, dog he, is, well, when the dog dog is quote, the unquote, attacking yeah. people Heenan, and it's just yeah. them Heenan gets the, pin. the dog at people. Heenan gets the pin by the Islanders just throwing him. At Davy Boy, yeah, he wins, and then Matilda comes in and starts biting him. But you can tell Matilda doesn't really want to, so Heenan's just kind of shaking her, yeah, making no, it look like Heenan runs away, like falls down yeah. like a horror movie. He yes. falls down, and then the dog just lays down beside him. Oh, good, we're tired. Of, well, I'm done walking now. This is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and, then he just starts shaking her yeah. and pushing her to make it look like she's attacking him. So then, so then he gets away, and he's starting to run away, and then Davy Boy or Dynamite Kid, I can't yeah, remember which one. I think it was Davy Boy. One of them grabs grabs no, Matilda and then chases him out of the ring and then is basically shoving the dog at yes. him as if like, like ah, a battering ram. You. It's yeah. biting you. And then you like see the dog's face and it's just going, <laughs> are we playing? What's happening? Yeah. And then he just like puts the dog on his back and like just sets the dog on yeah. top of him. Yeah. And it's like, this is an attack. Rawr. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, Stop doing that, that to that poor goddamn it's dog. It's still not as bad as Jake the Snake strangling that no. dude with his snake. No, it's not. Just, a, yeah, uh, shoestringing him yeah. with that fucking snake. Um, after right. this match, we get another weird thing where Howard Fink introduces, near the end of the show, introduces Jesse Ventura, yeah. who just poses for like 10 minutes. Just a little quick. Just in, the, quick, in the skybox, in the announcers. What just I like poses. to call a quick flex sesh. <laughs> that that quick is somebody uh, who in the following match, it's really hard like, to say. oh, it's time to go out. Oh, I'm taking a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Stole him. <laughs> just get Ventura. But the best part about it is the entire time Ventura is up there flexing, Monsoon is just talking mad shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, now that his headphones off, this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. Look at him up there. We see you, you big, tough idiot. It's so good. <laughs> no, Although he does, he like, says, give, give him props for being in shape. Well, yeah. And then he says, yeah, you take one more step forward, it'll be your last pose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Jesse Ventura uh, actually matches in this one. Yeah. He He's got the zebra print look. on top and bottom. <laughs> yeah. Last time it was zebra print and tie-dye. Now he is a zebra-themed X-Men villain. Zebra print and tie-dye together just says... I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it says you went to your closet and went, eh, whatever. Just, just grab something. Here's a just top, whatever. and here's some bottoms, and we're going out. All right. <laughs> Let's leave. Uh, also, that match was for the, uh, oh, no, that was just the tag team match. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, British Bulldogs went, or, sorry, Islanders went, obviously, I said. Uh, that leads us into the semifinal tournament match, which is Randy Savage versus One Man Gang. Uh, another short match. This match was only four minutes long. And it ends with uh, One Man Gang has Savage kind of tied up in the ropes. Slick throws One Man Gang his cane. Uh, Slick hits Mach with the cane. 
and Machi gets out of it, and then one man gang and Slick just awkwardly kind of hug for like five minutes while they wait for Mach to climb up the turnbuckle to hit him. But they just, it's like, they should, I don't know. It, it was very awkward because they just hugged way too long. Yeah. Like, I get it. You won. Your manager's there. He helped you out. You want to give a nice little bro hug. But they literally hugged for like a minute and a half waiting for Mach to get up and climb the ropes. I, I love when timing gets fucked up like that in wrestling. Yeah. Like, you're going to do a run in and then like they're not set up. So you just sit at the ropes and like, I, I, can't, I can't quite <laughs> yet, climb up. Yet. Oh, now I jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wrong. So this this was the match where Slick acts like he's going to actually That's right. beat okay. up Miss yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, There's so but much. But this was the overacting referee again, uh-huh. and this is where Gorilla Monsoon calls him out uh, for getting in between him, and he's like, he's like, that's the second time he's done that. He's going to get knocked out. He's, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and as if there was a part of Gorilla Monsoon that was really like, I fucking want this referee to stop doing that. Yeah. He's fucking showboating in there. Yeah putting on a show for people you are the background <laughs> so uh Mach wins that one which means he goes on to the final of the tournament against ted dibiase but before that we have the tag team championship match yeah which is demolition axe and smash uh versus strike force rich mark rich rick martell and chico santana <laughs> and uh, chico santana as called by not racist jesse ventura <laughs> yes. These both and of also these Mr. Fuji. Yes. Yeah. He's coming out Mr. with, with and Mr. Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji has like the demolition, the demolition little bit of demolition face paint on. Which I pictured either going one of two ways backstage. Either he's just the sweetest old man that just is just lets it happen or he's just fighting tooth and fucking nail because he's an old Japanese yeah. man that doesn't want fucking face paint on. Yeah. And it's just like a whole ordeal to get him to fucking sit there well, while they put it on it, his face. He does it sometimes when he manages Yokozuna as well. When he first starts managing Yokozuna, he has a little bit of like Japanese-style face paint on. Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah. And Mr. Fuji would rib people. Oh, yeah. Brutally. Yeah. Like, it, it, the point where it wasn't funny, he took uh, there was one guy where he just had, he hired a mechanic to remove the engine from yes. his car. Another time, he uh, he shot a dog, ground it up, and fed it to the guys in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, Mister Fuji. Was that's not a prank. No. no, and here's that's the thing. a felony. And there's there's mixed up that everyone agrees that that happened. And some people will tell you that it was one of the wrestlers. It was his dog that he fed him oh. to. Oh my god, it was Matilda. Oh no, <laughs> you guys, it was oh, Matilda. No. Which is funny because they play that in kayfabe later on during Al Snow, Al and Snow Big and Boss, Boss Man's Man, feud. Because yeah. Boss Man Wait. takes Al Snow's dog Pepper and feeds it to him. Yeah, yeah, that's the storyline. Not really. They didn't, not Al really. Snow didn't no, no, really I know, do but that. like, no, I'm, I'm shocked that they made that as. Yeah, like yeah. that's not which shocked leads, as if I thought it happened in real life. Which leads, I was shocked that yeah. they fucking pretended that it happened. Really? It's gonna take the guy who, when his actual daughter Stephanie got yes. pregnant, he pitched the idea that hey, let's make it an incest baby where I'm the daddy. Yeah, yeah. See, th- th- this is why we can wholeheartedly say, without question, that we know for a fact Vincent McMahon to be a piece of yes. shit. Yeah. Even though he created WrestleMania. When you have, that was cool, but also you did some real shit. When you, shit. Yeah, when you have that idea and it comes out of your mouth. Yeah. His B plan when she, when Stephanie said, fuck you, Dad, his B plan was, okay, how about your brother Shane? Shane yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Sticking with the incest. Yeah. But then they just went with a rape storyline yeah. where Fuck. Triple H drugs her and marries her against her will. Yeah. Oy vey. Uh, it's going to take us a long time to get there, so I am going to mention the whole Al Snow boss man feud leads into one of the worst matches of all time, which is the kennel match, which is basically oh, no. just it's it's a steel cage, the regular steel cage inside of a hell in a cell. Uh-huh. But outside of the steel cage, they bought a bunch of Rottweilers. To hang out, and the whole thing was like, if you go over the cage, the Rottweilers are going to attack you. But the Rottweilers are just, there's Rottweilers and pit bulls, but they are just terrified. Because there's all noises and lights. So they're just pissing and shitting on the floor (laughs) while Al Snow and Boss Man are trying to have a match. Oh my god, I can't wait. So fucking Is it on a pay-per-view? Yeah, I I don't know which one, but it's like 90. Thank God. I'm going to say 97 or 98, probably. Thank God that match is a whole company. Maybe even early 99. Maybe, yeah. So it's going to take us a long time to get I don't care. I'm just excited that it's going to happen. Uh, So uh, So we're back back here. Demolition versus Strike Force. Uh, Both teams. Badass entrance music. We're going to hear Demolitions first. Here's theirs. Here we go. That's a Metallica song, here com- right? <laughs> it's Metallica. Here comes the axe. Here comes, here the, comes smasher. the smasher. Walking disaster. Demolition. Walking disaster. Well, that's not. That doesn't seem like a compliment. It doesn't. <laughs> One of those guys ends up becoming the Repo Man. Yep. Yeah. Smash. Smash. Yeah. Smash is the Repo Man. That blew my fucking mind yeah, when yeah, I realized it was. Because you him. look at you look at him here. Like I'm looking at a picture of him on this and video. When you and they're s- jacked. They're buff. But when he right. becomes Repo Man, he's a weird, skinny little dude. Yeah. Uh, I also wrote down that Axe. If you really look at Axe's face. It kind of just looks like if you put face paint on one of the cast members from Goodfellas. <laughs> like he just kind of looks like a like someone's like normal old Italian uncle, like uh, also, with face paint on. Do I look like a smasher to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look scary. Why? Why is it the face paint? Somebody in marketing fucked up by not giving him an endorsement deal for some douchebag body uh, oh, spray. Yeah. Well, definitely. it didn't exist back then. I don't think. <laughs> well, still. Uh, they could have done that in the right. 2000s. <laughs> also, if you've never seen spray. Demolition, they're total leather daddies. That's right? their whole gimmick. Yeah. It's, fu- it's just... funny because like back then... Back then it was cool and tough. It looked like, oh, they, they've got like... It's leather with you yeah. know metal studs. It, you know, it's it looks dangerous, right? Or whatever. Well, and, that's it, the whole and thing. Heavy metal. It gives you that heavy metal type. The whole thing to go Judas into a priest. Bit, that's but then the thing. you figure out. So you go into a bit of oh. heavy metal history. Judas Priest brought the whole leather and studs thing into heavy metal, because... but it's because Rob Halford hung out in the leather bars because right. he was a gay man. Well, and he was into the he was into that type of that yeah yeah subculture the, that yeah. leather subculture like where BDSM. you like people to yeah. hit you with leather yeah, yeah. Even, which even, I don't like that don't me do, don't do that don't do that to me. that to me no even back then as a kid I, I saw their costumes and it reminded me of that scene in uh, uh in the armed, cop movie armed and dangerous oh, with no. Eugene yeah. Levy and, J- nope, and John nope, Candy no no police academy where they're searching for perps and then they end up that's in a leather bar right but I was a kid I was like ah those guys look goofy I didn't know that's where they trick they trick him into yeah. But yeah. in Armed and Dangerous with Eugene Levy, at one point Eugene Levy winds up in one of those, uh, and then John Candy winds up in drag. Uh, and it's real funny because John Candy in drag 
looks like a giant. Yeah. Like, John Candy's regular person doesn't seem that big. You put him in lady clothes, he looks like a fucking well, yeah, giant, gigantic monster. In nothing but trouble. He plays yep. himself and yes. his twin sister. Yeah. And, and then, it's just him and Dragon. When it's she the twin looks, sister, yeah. you're like, whoa, is he seven feet tall? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is happening? But John Candy was a big dude. Right. But, yeah. But he, he looked, looked normal when he was just in, in man clothes. Yeah. Andre the Candy. <laughs> so that was Demolition. Next, we have Strike Force. But Strike Force, yeah. I like a lot more. Because Strike Force, like you said before this, is just the epitome of 80s. Yeah. This, this, the music that they walk down to the aisle. Is just yeah, it is the eighties yeah. wrapped up in a pretty little two minute musical montage. Uh, also, just for preface, the name of the song is called "Girls in Cars." Booyah! Which it says everything you need 80s, to yeah. know. All right, here we go. So the music. I wondered, do you guys watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder if that inspired Boobs in California. Oh <laughs> shit! Ah <laughs> uh, yes. So that the, fucking the, song. If you okay, here I think you can use this song as a new way to test people for sociopathy. <laughs> so right, so you you start that song. If they make it thirty seconds without bobbing their head. Sociopath. Sociopath. You have you have the music, no empathy. Yeah, the I, music is unabashedly eighties. Eighties, but the lyrics. If you really pay attention to the lyrics, they could be a fucking Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the lyric, "Girls in cars." Fucking, girls in cars. I love girls in cars. That's very Springsteen. Very hometown hero type of shit. Well, the first couple lines was like something, something, something. Did you imagine a girl could look that good yeah. or something like yeah. that? Uh, the classic line. Oh my god! I didn't know. Top you- comment. <laughs> top comment on YouTube. I'm sure this music really intimidated demolition at WrestleMania. 4. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was really uh, happy how all three of us jammed out equally hard to both we of those did. songs. You we we switched yeah. from Metallica to Davy Gibson really easily. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, man. If, you know, if a good beat just grabs you, you just gotta move. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you don't, you're a goddamn monster. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, let's see. So, yeah. Uh, here we, we have a couple of uh, really good, <laughs> a couple of more not racist Jesse Ventura quotes <laughs> oh, yeah. in here. Uh, well, it's Chico Santana. So well, yeah. Bo- both of them directed towards poor Tito Santana. Yeah. This one, the first one says, I bet you Chico wishes he was back yes. selling tacos in, in Tijuana, Tijuana right now. <sighs> and then the second one, when he gives him his patented flying forearm, he says... Chico learned that move in the Mexican Football League. Uh, and then, as if we didn't get the fucking reference, he goes, the MFL. <laughs> Chico learned that move in the Mexican Football League. Also, I just the MFL. <laughs> Tito Santana God is, damn from, it. is from Texas. Yeah. yeah. He's not even Mexican. No. He's of Mexican heritage. Right. Sure. Right, yeah. 
But it's, yeah, that's oh, there's God a picture damn. of him still wrestling in 2011, and he looks sad. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, poor Chico. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> under his oh, ring no. names, under his like nicknames. His first is El Matador, and then all these others, Tito Santana, and then Chico Santana. <laughs> Jesse Ventura put that in Wikipedia <laughs> yeah, just to piss him off. <laughs> He's still fucking with him to this they day. They go back and forth every day, Tito yeah. Chain and Jesse. Gets <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. They're truly best friends. They're both conspiracy theorists. <laughs> this is uh, this is the second longest match on the card at 12 and a half minutes. Uh, and I actually I enjoyed it. This one I was, it was pretty a really decent. Good match. It, yeah. it kept my interest, um, but... This is another. I think this is another checkoff situation because every time a manager walks to the ring with a cane, that motherfucking cane is going to come into yeah. play. Yep. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll admit, like when I first got into wrestling, I knew who the Road Warrior was, or the Road Warriors. You know, fucking hawk and animal. I knew them, and then I later saw Demolition. I was like, that's just a fucking cheap ripoff. Yep. Yep. Which it was, but watching them here, I was like, these guys can actually fucking work. Like yeah. they're actually really good. Which yeah, I mean, you wonder, uh, you know what. Like Axe's gimmick would have been had he been a, a solo, or, right? And then yeah. you see what what happens to Smash later down the road, <laughs> and uh, oh, that poor fucking guy! I feel so bad for that man that had to go from Repo Man had a pretty good run though. Yeah, but and... I would much rather walk down the aisle in like BDSM attire You're right. than fucking be the Repo Man. Have, yeah. have to hunker down and, and creep. He's the ba- <laughs> they basically turned him into a human cartoon raccoon. That just runs around real sneaky like and steals shit. Yeah. And it's got a weird high pitched voice. So fucking weird. Yeah. So Demolition wins via Kane. Yep. And then we get new tag champs. New tag champs. Guys, we're finally to the sixteenth match. We are main near event. The end. Oh my we god. Get, we uh, made it. Another uh appearance of Robin Leach. Yep. Who comes down to a nice whimsical piano tune. Yep. And then you get Bob Euchre who comes down. To take me out to the ball game, but it sounds like it's played on a depressed organ. It's played on a fucking synthesized <laughs> okay. tuba. Yes. Tuba. Synthesized tuba. So it's like. It is brum, really brum, 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 brum. You know that tune that they play when fat fucks walk in a, <laughs> yes. like a comedy yes. and they're like, yeah. ah, look how fat he is. But it's like a fucking cheap synthesized version of it. Real funny. And I'm all, try, the, I'm all the try fans, as they're quick. walking out, they're like reaching out and grabbing all these people. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Don't don't grab another person. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trying to grab that big gold eagle. Got to grab them cakes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, grab them cakes. Uh, so there's Leech with the the belt. Yeah, he's got the belt. Ring it up, sir. His music. Here we go. This is Robin Leach's entrance music. Nice. Right. Nice piano. Oh, I'm a rich Where's British Donald guy. Ring announcer. And then here we about. He is known throughout the world as Mr. Baseball. Here is Bob Euchre. And he still hasn't found Banner. Ah, Banner's lucky. Take me out to the ball game indeed. No, not take me out of the ball game. Indeed. Take me out to the that ball game. That sounds fucking take terrible. Take me out to the fat kid, and so we can beat him up and make fun of him. Just, Look just at that. a little he bit. He can't more. even hit an air ball. 
He can't even hit an air ball. That's basketball term number one, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. So some no, he dude. Mimed, he mimed striking himself out, you could yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. So, yeah, about. some dude just, like, hopped the barricade, and he's wearing, like, a black yes, vest. I wrote that got down. got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. I said, the guy who hugs hug. Mr. Baseball looks like every extra in a party scene in an 80s movie <laughs> yes. because he's got, got a vest. vest with the white button up, up yeah. the white button up that's unbuttoned like three buttons. Yeah, sleeves rolled up, cigarette hanging out of his mouth with a like a bunch of ash hanging yeah. off of it that won't fall off. <laughs> and all he wants to do is hug you as you walk by yeah. and maybe steal your hat. Like, maybe. <laughs> and Euchre was cool as shit. He just yeah, hugged he the guy. Yeah. He's like, all right. I know there's security here. Let's fucking hug a drunk guy. <laughs> Euchre's response made me think it was scripted at first. Right. Yeah. Because like, he's just first, like, hey, buddy. Because when I... I was looking away at first, I guess, because when I looked up, the guy was already hugging him, so I saw his back, Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, who's this guy? Because it seemed so natural. Yeah. I was like, yeah. obviously, this is supposed to happen. Yes. And then as soon as he keeps walking, you see the security come and swoop the guy up, and I was like, oh, no, that was just a guy. <laughs> it's just Euchre was also drunk and willing to hug yeah, him. Right, yeah. Uh, and then, so I rewound it, and I put it on uh, slow motion, and you know who that guy was? Who? Eric Trump. What? Just kidding. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. You he would have it. been like fucking seven or eight years <laughs> well, old. still. I don't know how old these fucking guys are. I know, but that was pretty great. You guys' reaction was pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> so then we have finally fucking made it to the end. Well, the, then we get yet another fucking giant oh, buildup right. for Vanna White. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and she gets some music that is just another sweet, sweet piece of 80s. Uh, the, so much so that I wrote, every, da- every time some background music starts, I get stoked. Because it's just like so exciting 80s where yeah. it's just like, uh, ba, 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 I'm going to pantomime boxing or like run in place. You know what I mean? Like uh, it, the, one of the very few pieces of music that'll like make me think about jumping on a treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm going to work out to this shit. Just think about it. Then you turn that music off. Right. But then we get Vanna White comes in. She uh, she kisses Euchre on the cheek and he splooges in his pants. Uh, really sells that that kiss. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Finally, uh, after like four goddamn hours, we get to the, the main, main event, event. Randy Savage versus Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase for the vacated WWF with, championship. With just Andre, no Virgil. No Virgil, who's just Who's in the back nursing a broken spinal yes, cord. And Getting... Savage. Savage has Miss Elizabeth, as usual. Yeah. Uh, this match was, uh, I was surprised how good it was for the guys both having wrestled other times. Like, it was a decent match. Uh, they're both good. They're That's both the good, thing. yeah. yeah. DiBiase dominated for the most of it. Uh, Andre was at the outside causing distractions and shit. Uh, Mach goes up for elbow drop, misses. DiBiase puts him in the million-dollar dream. And then Miss Elizabeth, a little earlier, had run out of the ring. Well, okay, hold on. I'm going to preface this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Andre the Giant keeps consistently, every time Macho right. Man runs anywhere near him, he'll trip him. Yeah. And so he keeps interfering, he keeps interfering. Uh, so much so that uh, uh, Macho Man leans over, says something to Miss Elizabeth, and she runs back into the, the locker right. room. And everybody's like, what's going on? Yeah. And, of course, the fucking audience immediately, immediately every motherfucker in that place stands up and is looking at the curtain uh-huh. and chanting, Waiting. Hogan, yeah. Hogan. Yeah. Okay, because they know what she's doing is she's going back there to get Hogan to come out yeah. and even the odds so yeah. that they both have a guy on the either side, yeah. right? And I'm like, this is supposed to be a fucking beautiful moment yeah. for Randy Savage. Let, just let where he, Savage win. He has four motherfucking matches yeah. to win this belt, 
and he has to share the fucking spotlight with, yeah. Hogan. with Hot Dog Hogan. Hot Dog motherfucking Hogan. Because you know that Hogan was like, look, if I'm not winning this belt, I am going to be in the ring yes. at the end of the fucking yes. show. Yes. He was involved in the main event for every single one of the first nine yeah. WrestleManias. Yeah. He was, even if he wasn't in the match like he this He was way. there. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. He and not even the WrestleManias, in every other pay-per-view. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. He always has to have the last word. Everyone has ended yeah. with him fucking flexing in the ring. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I, the one compliment I wrote for Hulk Hogan on this was uh, that when he snuck in and hit DiBiase with the chair yeah. and then snuck back out, yeah. his sneak back out was smooth as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, not going to lie, yeah. it was legit, like... I remember, okay, this is a, 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 st- a very short story to, to illustrate uh, a, an example of how smooth this was. When I was in high school, uh, a kid whose name I won't say, uh, his name was Jeff, uh, he <laughs> was peeling apart this gigantic eraser. We had a substitute teacher that was just a real pain in the ass. And at one point, he just picks up one of these chunks of eraser and fucking throws it at the teacher as hard as he can. And in the same motion that he throws, as his release, his hand comes down, and he just goes right back into the, the <laughs> sitting position he was in before with a 100% straight face, and the teacher gets hit square in the motherfucking oh face God. with a piece of an eraser and has no goddamn idea where it's coming from. I'm sitting with my back to the teacher. He's on the other side. He threw it basically over my head. <laughs> And so I'm sitting there trying not to respond to what just happened (laughs) while I'm looking at him going, that was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And that's how smooth this was as he got back out of the ring. He slides back out and then is immediately right back into the chilling position (laughs) he was on the apron. And I was like, I don't know what happened. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. However, Uh, also, I just want to point out, I just want to point out the way Hulk is dressed because he comes down to the ring. He's got... uh, does he have his shirt on at first? I don't remember. No. No shirt. Red, just f- straight red spandex with his fucking red weight belt and white cowboy boots. White cowboys. White cowboy boots, and it looks atrocious. Real weird. Doesn't, doesn't go. No. I mean, Especially red and yellow. his hot dog skin. Yeah. Yeah. His impossibly tan skin yeah. and his white boots that are so much whiter now. So... Hogan hits DiBiase with a chair, which allows Mach to go up, hit his elbow drop, and this and win. elbow drop was uh, one of the farthest. Yeah. like yeah. he was, oh, yeah. in he was the on the other, other corner. Side. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna have to jump pretty yeah. far." And he made it look good, and he did. He, he did really it. did. Uh, yeah. It's not as good as his double axe handles. <laughs> the, the nothing from the top rope. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, well, but that I elbow think, drop I was. I think he wanted to kind of redeem himself because when he hit Ron Bass. With the elbow drop, it looked like shit. He yeah. way overshot it and just kind of landed his midsection on his chest, which might have injured him more. Right? Like, yeah. Than just let me the, just yeah. throw my rib cage on your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh so, boy. So yeah. he, he Maj wins. wins. Hogan and Maj celebrate in the ring. He should be able to just fucking enjoy this moment, but instead nope. Nope. he keeps having to shake Hulk Hogan's hand like over and over yeah. and over and over again. Well, this does lead to one of the most important eras. Of this time, which is the mega the powers, mega powers. Yeah. which is great, but fuck Hogan. It's <laughs> great so if you're eight, but yeah, it's like, dude, why did you have to steal the spotlight? Yeah, just let Mach have it, man. Like, why couldn't he just enjoy that yeah. moment? No. You know at the end of the night, Randy Savage was somewhere just going, that motherfucker. 
I cannot fucking believe it. And probably yeah. everyone else in the locker room was like, really? I know it's not my time, but th- right. this fucking guy yeah. again. It's like Vince yeah, and they're, Hogan they're human people. bathing each other in They're champagne. human people human backstage people. going, uh, I know it's not my time to shine, but it's also not yours, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Vince is just sitting in his golden skybox going, yeah. Just fucking jacking off all over everything going, I'm the smartest man alive. Everything I do turns to gold. So that was it. That was Trumpomania 4. <sighs> we made it. We fucking did it. Uh, I don't know how we did it. Hey, and it only took us an hour and a half less God than the actual it. event Jesus. to cover the event. Terrible. Boy, uh, oh boy. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we got, we kind of got duped, we found out, because we started this. Um, with WrestleMania one, because that we thought that was the very first pay per view on the network, because we're just going by what's on the network. Uh, turns out there's actually a Starcade, two Starcades from '83 and '84 that are on there as well. So in the next couple episodes, we're gonna have a break from WWF. We're gonna be watching Starcade '83 next time. So if you want to watch along with us, uh, that's what we're gonna be doing. Starcade, uh, Starcade '83. Uh, which I'm not sure who is in this, but the main people on the cover are. Uh, Flair and Harley Race. Harley Race and Ric Flair. Uh, it also says, ooh, Steel Cage with Roddy Piper and Greg Valentine. Ooh. So that might be they had, no, that was a pretty yeah. brutal fucking, uh, nice. like a chain match or something. Nice. Like some type of hardcore match. There's a lot of Hey, all right. So that'll be fun. Exciting. So go to watch Stark 83. That's going to be next time. Thank you guys for listening. Please rate and review us on iTunes because that helps us tremendously. Yeah, that um, review means the world even if yeah. it's one word. Yeah. Just let us know how cool and fun we are. Find us on Facebook, <laughs> styling and profiling. Hashtag Durful. That's right. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Adios. Channel 4 and a half.